Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman. Joining us this week, Michael Damiani. How's it going? Michael Huber. Barry Block. And that's it. Just us. <laughs> Me, Damiani, Huber, and Barry Block. <laughs> I wish. It's lonely in here. No, I don't know if I wish. No, Barry you was don't. Here. Yeah. No, yeah. A little uncomfortable. Yeah, you don't uh, want to know him. It is just the three of us. We're doing a little. Something for me? We're doing an intimate podcast. Uh, we no spoilers, by the way. That was not a no spoiler. Okay, you know, None. episode one, Barry Block is not going to be a good guy. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, if you are a viewer, you may notice we have a green desk today. Oh, that's to celebrate. Wow. Yeah, that's to celebrate uh, Jordy's Dino. If you see, if you've seen the sticker mm, on my perfect. laptop, it matches perfectly. This nice. is very intentional. Gotcha. It is not another Easy Allies problem. Let's play Glenny's Cauldron. Uh, <laughs> Glenny. <laughs> this is where uh, we have to buy some some ingredients for <laughs> Glenny, who is our rich our witch friend. She um she is rich as well, from what I understand, very wealthy. Dang. Uh, um, she is looking for ingredients for a vile video game. She doesn't know a lot about video games, so she trusts us to pick up the ingredients. We go to the wizard stores and we spend one doubloon. Okay, it's all we can afford to okay. buy one ingredient. So, <sighs> let's hear it. These are our patrons offering ingredients, by the way. Uh. Our first ingredient comes from Matthew Pauling. You have an extremely annoying small sidekick who will, in particular, randomly trip you over, giggle, and say, don't mind me. And despite having no likable characteristics, everyone in the game, your character included, loves this piece of trash. Suggested name? Sleezer. I was going to say Lalafell. Okay. What is Lalafell? One of those short things in Final Fantasy XIV everyone hates. Oh, well, imagine there's just one named yeah, Sleezer. That's plenty. You have a, yeah, that's yeah. plenty. Okay. Uh, from Lost Rob, another ingredient. The lore of the world is that the main character can fast travel, but your, compa- your companions cannot. When you fast travel, all your companions have to traverse the world manually, and their pathing mechanics only work so well. About 95% of the time, they can path back to you if you sleep in an inn for the night, or if you fast travel from the road, but only 50-50 if you travel from a dungeon. All other times, they get stuck somewhere. No. No. That one. No. That one's way worse. When you yeah. just try and guide someone like downstairs in a game, they yeah. get caught on a corner. This that is the worst. Yeah. And if if you lose them, do you have to go find them then? Yeah, they don't have to go fast stuck? travel back to their spot. Yeah, retrace their steps. Can we do? Can we have like a StarCraft thing where you can just pan the camera over and then click on them and tell them to go? I mean, that's can what, we yeah, add what that at it? least? So, like yeah. Pikmin does that. Yeah, yeah like Pikmin. No, you have to go and by foot in Pikmin. Yeah, then you, yeah, you know what? I think you have to find them by foot. Okay. And then you get to like is, escort them as well. Yes. It's brutal. That's that is brutal. truly brutal. Like yeah. even just like the like 95% is not good enough for pathing. Yeah. It's just not good enough. And uh Sleezer was it? Yeah. There's always a chance hmm. that you end up liking Sleezer. There's not, dude. There is. You're going to trip over Sleezer in crucial moments. Yeah, but it's like, oh, Sleezer, you know? No. Or (laughs) you trip over them and they save your life. What? You're you're about to walk. You thought you were going to make a good decision. You're walking ahead. You trip over them. They laugh. You're you're angry. But then you look ahead like, oh, that would have been a terrible mistake. That was, that, I cannot believe you two are supporting Sleezer right now. Somebody shoots an arrow at you and yeah. Sleezer trips you. I don't want to hear yeah, a you're, Sleezer you're, defense. You're about to rush into it like you think is unarmed enemy and they really got like a plus 20 like legendary weapon. <laughs> yeah. You've got like a gray weapon. It's like, no, just saved your life right there. Thanks. No, Sleezer's yeah. bad. I already like no, Sleezer. Stop it. No, no, we, we just dislike <laughs> Sleezer. That's it. We just dislike them. 
They can be useful, though. You can dislike something and they'd be useful. Okay. This is totally possible. Jones is going to be so mad, but it sounds like we're buying the mostly accurate, but sometimes not fast What are you talking about? Travel. He's a GoldenEye fan. He probably played his odd job all the time. He's used to going around and doing yeah. that. Come on. I don't doubt it. Jones is not above doing odd well, jobs. Well, this is a yeah. sidekick, so yeah. maybe he's angry at people doing it to him. Uh, Lost Rob, so. thank you for your ingredients. Oh, by the way, next week is the final week of open submissions for Glenny's Cauldron. Oh. <gasps> Then we're going to start taking, like, particular ingredients. Like, okay. You know, okay, we need a name for this, or we need a particular type of this. But Got it. This was, like, we're getting toward the end of the ingredients right now. Oh. It's exciting. It is. Um, Jones isn't here to begin corrections music, so Huber, can you do it? Sure. Okay. Thank you. Uh, oh, we talked about Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite's failures last week, but never brought up the roster, which I think is probably maybe number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number one after graphics. It just looked bad. There were no X-Men, right? Yeah. No yeah. X-Men. Was, and yeah. it felt like very MCU motivated, the reason yeah. why, and I think that's what really like set people off. Got it. Uh, Ceaseless Discharge does have a body. He is a human form covered in lava. He has a head, arms, and legs. Nice. Yeah. Did Brad write that one in? Brad, correction? Brad was here. Brad. Whoa, Brad. Yeah. Brad just said he's a big mound of lava and just left it at that. Okay. He probably just didn't didn't get into the particulars. I don't know. Brad knew. That's probably like whiz past it so fast. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even notice. Yeah, yeah. Care. Brad's talking about being able care. to roll through the lava. Yep. Uh, so last week we did ask why Dead Rising 4 uh, was disliked. We got a list. Uh, Huber played it, so I'm going to run these by you. Dude. Yes. Okay. Uh, Frank, reviewed it. Frank West returned, but didn't look like him, sound like him, or even act like him. Yeah, it was just a different kind of Frank West. Okay. Uh, the game removed campaign co-op that 2 and 3 had. Yep. Okay. That's a big loss. Campaign uh, co-op is great, right? Yeah. Brad and I actually went through Dead Rising 2 co-op, and it's just a good time. You know, you're both running through the mall, going into stores, yeah. grabbing weapons. It's so mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, they removed the insane, crazy boss characters. Oh, yeah, ouch. the psychopaths and stuff. Yeah. yeah, ouch. I think there wow. were some though. That I don't know because I remember like a crazy Santa Claus. Am I getting that wrong? No, because it was definitely Christmas themed, and I feel like I saw a crazy Santa in the trailer. Yeah, there is a crazy Santa. But maybe he's like an end boss or something. Maybe okay. it's not treated the same way that the psychopaths were treated. Got it. Um, uh, they added a mech suit. That's that to me seems good. The mech was cool but there's something about having like this ultimate powered thing that makes everything else like not as you gotta save it for the end of the game yeah that was how I always feel yeah Yeah, they come at the cost expense of like cool like weapons you craft like the the crazy things you came up with you had to find like resources to use it and craft it but it always kind of felt available okay so uh finally Huber uh, uh the game just didn't feel like Dead Rising correct wow yeah, and it's kind of like open worldy, which you know, like sandbox. But Kyle, you always talk about like movies and stuff. You'd rather see a, a excellent ten out of ten movie or like a three out of ten. Yes. But when it's like a five or a six, it's just so forgettable mm-hmm. and boring. Yeah. And uh, Dead Rising Four to me was just boring. Wow. 
Yeah. I saw more people talk about like the sense of humor was off, that they were like pushing like B-movie as opposed to like embracing B-movie in yeah. a weird way. I don't know. If there's a thin line between homage and satire, that's hard to balance. Yeah, uh, yeah there was a, cam- a, co- a co-op, but it wasn't for the campaign. It was like a separate mode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. there was. Yeah. Oh, And that, gosh, that crazy yes, Capcom yes. DLC was for four, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, Destiny 2 does have a cool Twitch extension where if you're watching on Twitch and so your favorite streamer's playing Destiny 2, you can find out what wep- or what weapons they have. Oh, and yeah. Then, like, what- they have those yeah. for a lot of games. Cool. Uh, Warframe as well, I learned. Uh, Warframe- wow, has it? Oh, okay, cool. They, like, they'll show you like your like your gear sets and stuff so players can see what you're wearing. Yeah, that's- I love that. Because yeah. uh, we, were, we were talking about Borderlands 3 and I was like, oh, cool, that's so innovative. And then comments were like, nah, dude. Yeah. You need to watch other streams. <laughs> You're Rage, behind. Rage yeah. 2, I think, is doing something really fun where the audience can help you out or, like, send in more mutants or something. Um, oh, yeah, I think that's, like, a whole other thing where, like, mm-hmm. it's interactive. Yeah. Damiani 14, no extension. What's going on? There might be one, but I don't think anyone really uses it. Got to check the roadmap. I mean, the thing is, maps. I, I think the difference is in uh, 14, you can so quickly change between jobs, and there's, like, 15 of them right now. Mm-hmm. Whereas in these other games, you're just, like, one type you don't it's not as easy to change like you can change your loadout but you don't change from I, I don't think you just often change between so many different roles hmm. like in wow your character is right just the one job right yes yeah so yes you, you yeah it's always been yes. that way yeah yeah so you like choose you, you, a rogue you are a rogue so you're yes. logging to a different character <laughs> to be like a different thing so i think for 14- you are making excuses during corrections time <laughs> You're I'm, not, the, you're saying I'm just trying to give you an explanation. Four, 14 could have had this. I mean, I, I, I think it does have. I think the reason no one knew why it hasn't gotcha. been made popular gotcha, gotcha. is because no one really cares about it. Uh, friendly, friendly wager. Huh. How many roadmaps will be shown That's at such a good E3? Idea. Yeah, save it, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is genius. Yeah. How many roadmaps? Easy Allies roadmap to E3's roadmap. Because then there's like. Uh, just a map, like you know, like in a game, like Breath of the Wild or something. You bring up your map. Wouldn't count it. Is that okay? Would not count that as a road map. <laughs> okay, because okay. roadmaps are linear. <laughs> okay. Uh, and corrections music, please, Huber, if you could. Thank you. Uh, Jones would have been so mad about how long that went. Yeah. Uh, we have some updates. Uh, Nintendo Directs happening again this year. Normal time, Tuesday, June eleventh, nine a.m. Pacific time. Excellent. Again this year. Uh, so we've had like some changes of, for pro- for the press conferences. Like when I always oh you mean for E three for E three I yes. thought you were sorry my mind wasn't uh, let me apologize to listeners yes. and viewers please do I was thinking about the Mario Maker direct tomorrow I was <laughs> oh, like okay. Kyle Got why it. are you saying it's like a like this these always happen no no you're no. talking about the E three the plans. big boy I was the big one the yeah mother yes. talk about this yeah what is oh do you want it no oh, yeah. Damiani we have to save that stuff man <sighs> that's a pre E three show <sighs> <sighs> give me two quick takes. no no, no what they're, two they're, quick what, what they said they're doing <laughs> why what do they say they're doing you said they're doing more of the same right yeah. Okay, so like nothing like out of the ordinary. What are you doing right now? Yeah, Damiani, you're freaking me out, he's, dude. He's he's trapping us. Yeah, <laughs> nothing All out right, of the just ordinary. Keep going. Just keep going. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> Hubert, two quick takes. What's going to happen in that press conference? Uh, we're going to see a uh, 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 classic uh, franchise return. Okay. And we are going to see an unexpected sequel. <laughs> I'll take the second one. Are you like a fortune teller, Huber? Huber's like, let me come up with stuff that has a high probability of being right. I'm seeing the letter S. Something about the letter S. Mm. All right. Microsoft might talk about a Forza game. Hot take, Turok. 
Ooh. In the Nintendo Direct. That's a tip. You want one? Turok's coming. Nintendo? Yep. Yes. Yes. Wow. Turok's okay. coming. Okay. Yep. Follow the money. That is a hot. Uh, last week we talked about, uh, briefly, NetherRealm and like how uh, some stories had popped up that things are not good there as, as a studio, not just with Crunch, but in terms mm. of like workplace environment. Uh, Variety published an article uh, over the last seven days, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, uh, headline, NetherRealm investigating worker concerns after studio-wide meeting. So NetherRealm saw all the bad buzz, saw the articles, had a big meeting together, and also uh, apparently like canceled overtime. Uh, for that week. So everybody's got to leave at six. Nobody works over the weekend. Damiani is sighing. What's going on? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't trust companies when it comes to this. I feel like they'll do everything to kind of like take it out of the limelight. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're cutting the overtime this week. We're doing good. We're, we're having like a little meeting and stuff. We're going to address yes. these concerns. Yeah. We're good here. Stop looking over here, you know, mm. pay no attention. And then you'll hear maybe weeks, months later, more reports like, oh, we're still getting like crunch or you know things really haven't improved yes. kind of like what happened with riot like w- w- riot said oh we're gonna fix things and stuff and yeah. up to the point where they had a walkout recently right. as part of their protests and people are still like oh Riot said oh we kind of like support this and people are like well is that a good thing you know are they just like trying to like make this go away you know yes yeah. our you take last that. week was kind of that yeah, but yeah, at least it was like something that happened the step oh, one yeah. right uh and to variety's credit uh, the article kind of ends on damiani's point uh they interviewed only one employee but that employee says like hey man we also have like a big patch coming out soon so the overtime's coming all of us are aware of it and so yeah it is kind of even it sounds like inside the studio they're you know apprehensive about taking this seriously but hey cool update yeah uh uh jeez what's up what just the crunching, crunching right now the everywhere. The crunching, crunching, dude. It's like making me depressed. It's like it's like they're gonna have to start <clears throat> advertising no crunch. Yeah, this game was made with no crunch. Yeah, you know. I think they're gonna have to start doing that. <laughs> Sorry, let's think about what? a joke, but I don't know if it would work. Are you Captain Crunch? What are you up to? No, like you know, when people like food, like you know, GMO free and stuff, like crunch free, crunch you know, free, like, like yes. going like that. Right? Seriously, we don't know what GMO I didn't know if was. I could stick the landing yeah. on the jokes. I was like, <laughs> let me just like let me tell you what it was supposed yeah. to be, which is I like it. I like the punchline. That's not how you no, tell no. jokes. Yeah. Let, let me promise you something, Damiani. <laughs> one person laughed. Okay. Yeah. One person <laughs> listening to this podcast had a good chuckle over that. <laughs> Corrections next week. <laughs> <Every> <laughs> comment. No one laughed. <laughs> Damiani, please. We checked in on the tens of thousands. <laughs> Not one. Uh, Strawpole, did you laugh at Damiani's <laughs> joke? <laughs> Since like zero. <laughs> the impossible zero. Uh, do y'all remember my favorite way to start a podcast? No. I think so. It's a game announcement. Oh. I love game yeah. announcements. Uh, we have a we have a big game announcement. This, this is going to be one of the biggest games of the year. It's going to be, in my estimation, one of the top four best-selling games of this year. Oh, wow. What's this? Wow, classic. <laughs> no. Call of Duty. No. No. Ghost Call Recon. Duty will be top Ghost two. Recon. Maybe one this year. Ghost Recon, dude. That's right. Bomblands. Um, yeah, I'm big seller. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Top four is maybe is top ten for sure. Top ten's a lot. Top ten. Well, I may have exa- I may have outstepped but some boundaries there. It's yeah. top ten. The, the last one sold amazing though. I thought it was, it was but some- it, I think it like finished eight of the year basically, and so it did sell amazingly well. It sold better than any other Ghost Recon game. Um, but by the end of the year, it kind of you know the fall yeah, season. Yeah, you already of, got like yeah. Kingdom Hearts three and like breaking records. Right? Resident Evil two crushing yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Days Gone is crushing it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean, Safe bet. we'll Safe see. Bet. Anyway, it's a huge game, is what I meant to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ghost Recon, 
Breakpoint. Breakpoint. With Excuse me. Frank Castle. Pardon me. With Frank Castle? Yeah, Wait, he's what? the villain, dude. What? Yes. That's the same, <laughs> yeah, same voice John Berenthal. Okay, cool. Yep. Uh, Tom Clancy, I should have put in the beginning of that. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Uh, just so we all know what type of game we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Huber, how was this game revealed last week? Really well. I loved this reveal. I uh, streamed it. You can watch the archive, I'm sure, on uh, twitch.tv slash easyallies. Nice plug. But they came out, and it was a pre-recorded package. So the whole presentation was about 30 minutes. Came out, talked a little about it, really felt the passion, got a little green grass with the camera when the people were talking. And I saw four people. I saw four developers. Yeah, people were, would come in and come out. Uh, just a really good energy. Showed a trailer. Talked a little more, showed a really long, uninterrupted, like, felt like 10 minutes or so. Just, it's long. I yeah, think it is like 10, over a, 10 minutes. Just a really long chunk uh, of the game. Uh, maybe like another one last trailer and a little more about the game, and that was it. But yeah, they they sh they blew it up. They showed I, a lot. I think that was cool. Yeah. I, I, that's kind of, it just, uh, it was a couple of days prior. Hey, we're, we're having an event this Thursday. Check it out. Mm -hmm. And then just blew it up. Yeah. Yeah, do you think that's a good way to reveal it in like comparison to say like how like EA reveals a lot of like their games like like shooters and stuff like that or even like Call of Duty events? Do you think they yeah. should go for like that well, pre-recorded thing or do you think it's so tough because I think of the Star Wars reveal with like Cameron Monaghan coming out yeah. and doing that whole thing and they did have a trailer there which is always nice but it's so hit or miss because yeah. the conversations can either be really natural and passionate and fun to watch and interesting, or they can be really PR heavy and, you know, really stilted and like, here's a softball question. Here's my normal PR response. And it's like, it's really hit or miss. And if you can nail that, I would always want that because I want to see the people behind it. I want to see them just acting natural, normal, talking about their game and showing their game. But when you have this kind of package, it was just tight. It was concise. It, so showed the whole game. It showed a like a trailer showing it all, and then it just showed here's a chunk of gameplay. I gotta know what you latched onto though. What what was it like? Oh, this is a so it, it is a sequel to yeah. Wildlands. The characters carry over and everything. Yeah. But what, when, when were you like, okay, this is its whole new game? Two things. One is the like fictional island they're on. Yes, looks awesome. Yeah, a lot of different like biomes or whatever there's like a huge volcano resident evil style active volcano yeah in there. yes there's uh a, a, and and the the buildings gave me a hitman 2 feeling yeah so oh. a billionaire mm -hmm. has this island and just uses it to create weaponry yeah future okay. tech future tech just insane drones a lot that of drones can just kill everyone it's yeah. very scary yeah terrifying uh and so that like the the location and the 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 technology drone aspect mm -hmm. uh and then the survival the survival stuff of the the main character running away from this unit coming after him, like fixing his arm. It's like Snake Eater style. I got He's Snake like, Eater vibes. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So just the survival element. You, you see that a couple of times. Maybe him like plucking something out of his arm. Yeah. And just, yeah. So you have to like take care of your body. It's not yeah. just auto heal as you run away, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And just that that completely different way to play in open world obviously we need to like see more of the game to really know but from what they showed i'm hoping it is more of a dangerous place you know because i think in the last ghost recon and it, it falls into the the loop of all right go to this map point 
clear it out, get my rewards, move on to the next one, get my rewards. This felt very like frantic and kind of like, yo, we, I'm like surviving out here. I'm always being hunted. Mm-hmm. If I want to go do that mission, I might not be able to because I'm like getting so much resistance. Maybe I'll go this way instead. So the idea behind it seems cool. Uh, One thing that they wanted to press was, uh, yeah, that the enemies in the last one, uh, you know, they were a cartel, right? And so it's like you have better weaponry than they do. And so they Mm -hmm. wanted to stress in this one that the enemies have the same stuff you have or better. You're going to be fighting little drones that have (laughs) guns attached to them. Yeah. Uh, And so, yeah, I think that is a strong point of, like, what makes this one different. (laughs) Um, October 3rd. October yeah. 4th, excuse me. Yeah. October 4th, Yo, 2019. October's busy. Yeah. Why, what else is in October? What was uh, during State of Play? Uh, medieval. Medieval. Psh, it's a smaller one. I, no offense to Medieval. It's a smaller I, game. I have a State of Play <laughs> recap. I totally forgot about Medieval. Oh! <laughs> yeah, when we... <laughs> I totally forgot about it, man. Yeah. When we reacted yeah, to it, it was kind it. of an afterthought. I mean, yeah. they showed Final Fantasy VII. That's a tough act to follow, but... Yeah, man. But yeah, Hubert called it. He was like, yo, that comes out Halloween, and then, yeah. boom, October 25th. Yeah, like, that's oh, right. yeah. close enough. Yeah. yeah, the right time. Yeah, and obviously, I think October will fill out post-E3. Definitely. We'll figure that out. That's uh, that's Animal Crossing's month. Like, uh, it's gonna be crazy. It's Evil Within's uh, month. Animal Crossing's gonna be September. I like September for yeah, yeah. Evil Within, excuse me. Yeah. Evil Within three. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. do you remember when? Do you remember when two came out? They announced it at E three and released it in October. And look at this shirt. If yeah. You're, if, if you're a listener, you're missing the fact that Huber is wearing Huber. an Evil Within shirt. Never gave up. Never given up on it, yes. dude. Finish it out. Close it out. The studio hasn't shut down. They're working on something. Yeah. Yeah. I would even take at this point. Like a final conclusion as DLC for you're two. Not, well, you're not. It's too you late know? for that. No, it's, it's <laughs> never too late. <laughs> it will be the prologue to yeah. the Evil Within three here. Right, because I feel like if I'm the it boss, will. like I'm, I wouldn't tell the team to work on something that won't sell well. Like this many years yeah. at, like people have traded it in. You know what I mean? They had the first person DLC not too long ago. It was like a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah, that's not long. It was a long dude. <laughs> we gotta let that one slide. Uh, so yeah. Um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, it's so weird. Just just like uh, uh, Wildlands, I, I think that, you know, we were not going to be too stoked about it, and it's just one of those that's going to be, like, outside of our bubble, hugely excess- successful. I'm extremely excited about this Well, then, one. good. Wild it's inside Lands, of our bubble. Great. Wildlands, yes. I was not excited about. Yeah. I remember when they showed it at E3, and we were just like, eh, like, all of us, I'm pretty sure we're just not into it. Yeah. Uh, and then I played it with Jones a little bit, and I was like, oh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Never finished it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. this one... Just the setting, the story, the survival element. John Bernthal in there is the villain. I'm already hooked. Man, an evil billionaire's island. Yeah. Give me that, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> totally. Uh, uh, did they have character classes in the first one? No. Okay, so I that is that's a new, new thing to yeah. add to this one is character classes. Yeah. You and your three friends can be different classes and stuff like that. Yeah. Pretty neat. Yep. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, and, and so just as I kind of hinted at, I also want to talk about the state of play that happened last week. State of play is... Sony's version of Nintendo Directs. Uh, this is, was only the second one. Ten minutes long? Ten minutes. Yep. Yeah, they said it was ten minutes. I don't know if it actually was only ten minutes, but it was felt short. It was yeah. short. Yeah. And, and they oh, kind yeah. of off the top said, hey, this can be a breezy one. Yeah, I kind of respect that. That seemed to, that. almost to recognize what uh, the last one was. Yeah, they know now. They know to temper yeah. the expectations. I'm <laughs> glad that's finally getting through yeah. to these huge companies. Temper our expectations. Yeah, but after this one, now people we, won't yeah. be tempering. Yeah, we didn't They're need like, to temper oh! them. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think maybe most people listening already know by now, but the, the way this thing ended was with a trailer for Final, Se- Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, but... Really quick point, and we'll get into it. 
in terms of tempering expectations, something I really respect that they did. Uh, the thing opens the their graphical open of a state of play is the like a PS4 turning on. Yeah, yeah. But then they played the Final Fantasy yeah. VII noise, yeah. which only people who already love Final Fantasy VII would recognize. Yeah. To me, that was kind of a way of like, all right, everybody relax, it's coming. Yeah. But here's here's eight more minutes of other stuff. It was beautiful. But yeah, so you didn't <laughs> have to like watch that eight minutes with anxiety. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. is this gonna happen? Is it, it's like, hey, everybody, it's gonna happen. It's gonna be at the end. Just watch and have a good time. Um, how did this panel feel about that trailer? Oh, oh the Final Fantasy Take seven. us away, Damiani. Yeah. Damiani famously said before this that <laughs> yeah. it would be a mistake if Square Enix would show a trailer for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Whoa. Was it a this mistake? Soon. This soon. Like, I I mean, you're so close to E3. Just, just, just wait. wait. Just wait. Did they make because, a mistake? Because th this trailer was good. Yes. But the problem is I think now expectations are even higher for what, like, E3. They're like, people are going to be expecting... Realistically, I feel like you have to expect playable. Mm -hmm. You have to expect yes. and even like reveals. They've a very, title, they an have, actual title, like episode no, think, one or something. Final Fantasy VII episode one. I don't know if they're gonna. We'll get into that for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, maybe if they do that. But there's certain characters they haven't even revealed yet, like Tifa. We don't know how she's in supposed to be in a lot of the scenes we saw. We do not see her in any of them. So people are like, what's her redesign look like? There's a lot of stuff people are now expecting. Yeah, but the focus on this, um, yeah, it was really good because I think it showed. First and foremost, it showed progress. It showed how much the game has changed since the last time we saw it, which is back in the end of 2015. Well, we've seen PSX. screenshots, but like the last time in action was PSX, yes. 2015. And it was framey, to be very kind to that trailer. Sure. Um, you can see like the models have improved. They, they've addressed the complaints about cloud size. Yep. They, they kind of filled them out a little bit more. It looked really good. Was and he, they, he was too skinny before? Yeah. People thought he was That's too scrawny, funny. essentially, yeah. Okay. And that he didn't look right sure. so they took that to heart um it showed a lot like it showed the combat showed the new hud like it showed just enough and it but also teased some stuff like some of the different stuff in there as well not just like how they're reimagining like the the environments how they're gonna look in like this new 3d uh visual style mm -hmm. but like the sephiroth drop at the end that does not happen in the game I and mean, people right. think it might be somewhere else but if it is <laughs> In the portion they showed, which is mostly the the, the bombing run mission, mm -hmm. um, it's like, what is this? I was like, I was like, is this a reinterpretation of Cloud losing his mind at the the first time he goes near the reactor, where he has like the mental breakdown, and they have to like, hey, Cloud, come on, let's go. Like, is that what he was seeing in his head? Like, like Sephiroth appeared to him. I was like, whoa, yeah, this is kind of cool. I was kind of liking that. I think narratively, it actually works to put Sephiroth. Maybe not Sephiroth. You don't see his face, there. right? You don't see his face. You just see his back. So yeah. maybe they're gonna do the full reveal right there. Exactly. Yeah. I, th yeah. I think it'll work. I think that's actually not bad. How in the hell is a fight with Sephiroth even going to work in that game? That's what I want to know. That's my biggest Quick question. Quick time event like Advent Children. That massive sword he wields? Like, how are you even going to like do that? Here's my one request. is oh. Unequip counter when you're fighting Sephiroth. Yeah. Just enjoy the fight. Unequip counter. Yeah. I like it. The big mistake I made. Uh, but, I mean, we did get to see... We got to see combat. And it is... How would we describe it? Because we... It wasn't a tutorial, right? It wasn't just like, here's how this game's going to work. Yeah. But we saw basically th the lower left-hand corner basically had two, uh, two attacks at a time, it seems like, that you can select. Yeah, it had, like, you could cycle through. There were shortcuts. It was, people were trying to compare it to, like, a little bit of Kingdom Hearts and a little bit of Final Fantasy XV's ba battle system. Mm -hmm. uh, it's probably somewhere in between. 
Um, but yeah, it had like the moves. Like we were calling out, oh, there's there's a move. There's a name there. It appears there. Yeah. But they had like a, a current, like a meter, like a currency. It looked like a, like probably action points that you spend on each action you take in battle. Yeah. Because they had all the other normal meters. They had health. Yeah. They had like the uh, uh, limit gauge. Jeez. Um, they had like MP. They had stuff like that. And then they had like another new meter below it, which because it's real time and not turn based, mm-hmm. it essentially. They they gotta figure it so you don't just spam buttons and keep mashing yeah. actions and stuff. And it looked like it looked like the flow of battle wasn't uh I don't know, it was weird to me. It felt like it was while it wasn't quite turn based, it felt like it was still respecting the style of the original game somehow. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't just like all full out like fast paced action, like yeah, nonstop. Totally. If I could describe that, I think maybe the camera position is in that as well. Cause yes. I agree with that weird point, Damiani, is that it, it isn't turn based at all, but it does sort of like respect that old battle system. Yeah. Visually perhaps. Cause it focused like on each person taking an action essentially, like that yeah. dynamic camera shifting and you could cycle between characters as well. That's like they showed important. that. Right. And I was like, okay, I like, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far uh, in respects to like the combat system. Also, when Brad lost his mind when he asked me to rewind to show the uh, materia already yeah. affixed in the Buster Sword, so you actually, style. Yeah, yeah, so you see yes. it. Oh, so cool! So, so that cool. is very cool. A lot of cool little details there, um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know what your thoughts were. I don't, don't want to. Uh, the only thing I want to touch on later is like Barrett. But I, I, I don't want to keep talking. I want no, I can't wait to. I, I can't. This. I can't wait to cycle over to Barrett. Yeah, dude, so, covering fire. Let's go. Yeah. So I mean, holding shoot well, down. I, after watching it, uh, it seemed like a lot of topics popped up about Barrett's depiction in the trailer and concerns over whether or not Square Enix was going to do a better job with the character this time around. Mm-hmm. And it looks like people have some concerns over that whether or not they're going to be able to effectively, you know. Depict a character not in a cartoonish, borderline, you know, almost racist. You know, maybe diet racist is the best way to put it there sure. for the original game. And, you know, maybe like just if you're reimagining so much of this game, maybe you could like update his character a little bit. Like he still can have some of his tropes, but, you know, be a little bit more respect, you know, uh, well, respectable, uh, you know, be a little bit more, you know, sensitive to like the character and stuff and not fall into those same pitfalls. Yeah. And it, it, that discussion eventually led into like other expected things that might be in the game, such as like the cross-dressing scene with Cloud. Like people are like, yeah. if they can't get Barrett right, are you gonna even trust them to do this scene right? Like, how you know the, those concerns are starting to come out now. That, that and expect them to keep happening as more of the game is revealed, mm-hmm. because that game is a little bit of a product of its time, like '90s development in Japan. Yeah, and. A lot of that won't necessarily fly as well in twenty whenever this game comes out. Right, and Square Enix is a giant uh, international, and they should be yeah aware of this. Yeah, Uh, there are I think only two or three Barrett lines in the trailer, right? Mm -hmm. And you know it's it's that kind of intensity. Like maybe it gets better, right? But it is. The direction is cartoonish, I would say, Mm -hmm. Damiani, uh, where it isn't for other characters. So like, it's not an unfair point to bring up. Yeah, I mean, I think the question that uh, people want to see more. Yeah. We, we want to yes. see, like, I think E3 will be like the first real, okay, you've shown us a good amount now that we can make a more informed decision about mm. how we feel about your depiction of this character. Right. Um, I think, and just call me crazy, Kyle and Huber, this is why I'm a little bit worried about why they're hiding Tifa. 
I'm really worried that her design is going to cause like outcry one way or the other. I can guarantee you it will. It'll either be too sexualized and there's going to be like that outcry, yeah. or it's going to be so redesigned. Like people didn't lose their shit with Claire's redesign and, or Ada's. They were like, okay, you know, it makes sense. But I don't know. There was if, some disappointment early on, like, yeah, because of the pants or whatever. I expect at least yeah. that much disappointment, or even more. Like there'll mm -hmm. be. I think there will be some fans who are just like, "Why did you do this to Tifa? Like, mm -hmm. why did you have to do that to her?" You know. Yeah. There's, I I would. Oh, I love Tifa. There's no right way to do that. <laughs> oh, they they nailed it. They Advent nailed children, dude. I I bet I bet. Tifa looks awesome in Advent Children. I bet if she looks like Advent Children, people will still be mad, dude. Yeah. Like, there's just a way. There's just a way to to get uproar over yeah. like a beloved character's. Yeah, no, like Aerith, Art. I think they did a really good job with that. But even that, Kyle, huh. uh, I forget where it's happening. I don't know if it's here, Japan, or everywhere. Because um, I saw the text was in Japanese for the the comments for this. There are any people doing the whole thing of her face isn't cute enough? What? Yeah, what? there there was a there. It was what? there was a discussion no. that came up where mm -hmm. people were already starting that uh, uh, she's not cute enough. Please, no, like dude. the whole uh, faith thing with no. Mirror's Edge, uh, Catalyst when that came, when they did that. Like that nonsense again. Faith isn't meant to be cute. I know. So like, like I looked at Aerith. I was like, "How much cuter do you want? like what?" Like I yeah. didn't understand. I was like, "What?" I do thought you the flower part of the trailer was adorable. Yeah, was I was awesome. like, yeah. I, like I didn't understand <laughs> it. I, I thought maybe it was a joke or meme, <laughs> yeah. but I guess it's serious. But you know, that's gonna happen times whatever with with Tifa. Like that's gonna be sure. I mean. I don't need to say the obvious what's going to happen there, but I mean, the first thing besides their outfit, they're going to look at a part of her body and be like, Square Enix, what did you do? And it's going to be like, just calm down. All right, Damiani, here's my guess, though. Square Enix knows they nailed it, and that's why they haven't shown Tifa yet. That could be it. Tifa's hype. Yeah. Like, that that would Pure be that would hype. be fantastic. And like, Tifa's going to be the most fun to play as because so, she punches and kicks. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I'm so I, yes. I am really hoping, like, I, I, I have to believe... Squarenix is at least aware enough about like broader things yeah. and knows that they want to nail this because this is so important for them to get this game right. Yeah, but so everything I think they nailed though. You can oh, make yeah, a, yeah. you can make a case for Barrett's voice, but I think everything in that trailer. I don't think it's a great trailer tra in trailer wise, but it shows that they're crushing everything. They're making a game and and it looks like a unique vision while staying true to the old one. And I, really, like it gave me confidence in the whole project, which Definitely. I think is why they did it. And the improvement on the last trailer. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Damiani was talking Huber, about. Huber, I, I feel right, right now how I feel about Five Seven Five Five Seven Remake is how I felt about Resident Evil Two Remake. <laughs> Like everything I had seen, yeah. yeah, and like that's what I'm hoping my experience is is that when I finally play it, it's just like how I felt playing RE2 remake. Yeah, like love the original, but I'm gonna love this one so much as well, and mm -hmm. that, that, that's like my dream right now, Kyle. More to come in. They said June, June, it's, E3. Yeah, yeah, but there's E3. a concert before that. Damiani, will you be disappointed if you go to that concert and see nothing new for? Final oh no, Fantasy at this point, remake? no. But like, what I really want to happen, okay? If you want, if you want me to act the troll. And do the troll answer here. Act the troll. They give only people who attend the concert a code for a demo that won't be available to later for everyone else. Do so your you, dreams. You get you get a ticket when you go there. When you go in, they give you something. There's a code on it. <laughs> and when they're done with the concert, say that code can be redeemed right now when you go home for PS4, or Xbox, or whatever for a playable demo, which will be the one at E3. And will be available to people later this week. You'll be lucky if it's like, here's a little hat for Kenshin. Like, yeah. you'll Actually, be lucky to get that. The demo won't be available that day. It'll be uh -huh. available here's later. The but yeah. only people at the concert get to play it first. Everyone else gets it later. In your dreams. And then I'm going to come back and tell you all, guess what, guys? 
We're going to play Final Fantasy VII demo before everyone else. You promise you will share it with us. Oh, yeah. I'll, okay. Like If it's if All they right. actually shadow drop it there, mm -hmm. I will rush back to the studio. We will interrupt whatever press conference we're doing, and we will stream that and demo. And musical performance is happening, it's just like, out of here. Yep. We are like, Brad, here's the code. Start downloading it now. Um, I do want to talk, talk quickly before we move on about something else that was confirmed through Square Enix's PR uh, after that uh, state of play. Is oh, that yeah. It's still a multi-part game. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think they like using the term episodic. Uh, we do. Um, but it's not episodic in the way Life is Strange is, right? Mm -hmm. We're not expecting to get episode one of this and then three months later get, well, I guess it's more like six months for Life is Strange these days, right? Four. Four. Um, like, it's not going to be that kind of episodic. That's not our expectation. We expect this game to be 30 or 40 hours on its own. Yeah. It's going to be like a... No, this will be $60 an episode. Are you kidding me? Sorry, 34 hours. Oh, yeah, yeah time-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. This is going to be like God of War 1, 2, 3. It's going to be like a trilogy. Like, yeah, I think like, it'll be three episodes. You're going to wait a few years between each, mm -hmm. yeah. A few years in between? Oh, yeah, we're going like... Uh, uh, part... This first part m m has yeah. a decent chance of probably coming out cross-gen, like probably next, yeah. maybe end of this year. Double like, dip. I could see it being but like the other episode parts are one. Probably gonna be I could see it being like a year later and then two years later or something. Wow. They'll each be two. They'll be, they'll be say it comes out at the end of this year, part two will be 2021, 20, and then last part will be 2023. That's exciting to me. Yeah. That just means you get to enjoy and savor this this monumental video game release for years you yeah. know uh, I, I compared it to kingdom hearts like mm. we'd been waiting so long for kingdom hearts 3 and i just feel like even if you loved it it just came and went so fast mm -hmm. you know you beat that game over like a weekend or, or, or like a weekend and a half it's just gone that's it it's done like yes nice. it's coming bud it's coming more dlc for sure but yeah. like that like this way i don't know I, i'm excited about being able to savor this yeah i feel sure. like the thing was a lot of uh, some of that might have had to do with uh, how protective people are be were about sharing their the their playthroughs their experiences true with people yeah the conversation was like non so there's a lot of like yeah. gating and sh like shielding true. between like hey don't talk about this till a certain point because we've waited so long for mm -hmm. it like spoiler culture essentially and because it. of that it. it wasn't able to like permeate through like social media as yeah. other like as strongly as it could have this is a magnificent and, point and held yeah. its presence whereas like think of like breath of the wild breath of the wild which doesn't have a lot of story spoilers right. but like it was gameplay moments like yes. those games like fortnite everything that i mean obviously fortnite's updated but like any, I'm thinking of single player games. Yeah. Why, yeah, why did why did RE2? Why did Breath of the Wild? Why did those games last more than a month of like even more than like two or three weeks uh, after its launch, and it becomes just like a like a hot like a popular thing that people talked about for so long. <laughs> I think if Kingdom Hearts three didn't have that protective nature around it. I, I think people would have been discussing. There would have been like more things online. It would have been talked. About. I think it would. My have, question for you: Yeah, will Final Fantasy VII remake have the same bubble? Will it, it have will the not. Same force field? And there will, I predict there'll be a little bit of backlash against that. Sure. Because there already is discussions happening now about whether or not people should start shutting up about spoilers for that game for a new generation. Yeah. The, yeah. About that moment. So I won't spoil it now because I for this. But I will probably change my mind after this. I think going forward after this moment, I don't care if I spoil it for you because I'll, I'm going to argue why. But I'll give you this one last chance when I'm addressing this. So that moment, the one we all talk about. That's Wait, like, what are you about to do on this podcast? Yeah, what is happening? What is happening right no, now? No, no, no. No spoilers. I'm not you... spoiling anything. Okay, all okay. right. That's why I said I'm not spoiling anything. Great. But okay. that moment, you two know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. The one that's like everyone who played that game it likes to point Red to. 13. 
Yes. yes. Well, it's a Red 13 moment. Okay. That people defi- say it was a watershed moment for gaming. It was yes. like how we can relate to this stuff. Yeah. And now it's like 22 years or 23 years later, whatever it comes out, we want a new generation to experience this. I don't think that's possible. And that's why I don't think you should protect this spoiler anymore. I th- Too many – nowadays you are exposed to so many different like types of ideas and things done in narratives that have been recycled so much that this thing is not as special anymore. This happening in this game, you've seen – you've probably played a dozen other games which have something similar happening where you're like, oh, it was emotional for me. I don't think it's going to be as poignant as it was to some of us who played it originally. And I think that's not it's not necessary to do that because all you're going to do is set people up for disappointment. They're going to be, this is so unrealistically hype. People are telling me, I got to play Final Fantasy VII. There's this moment in this game that everyone talks about that happened. You're going to get to it again. Okay, that was, okay, that was a moment, but... I, that wasn't what it was that I can see what's a big deal, but like they're not going like, it was one of the first times that it happened. You don't get to do that again. Mm-hmm. Like history doesn't get a do over with that. You know, we all remember Yeah, like that history exists. You, you, you're like basically denying history at that point and you can't force that. You can't artificially manufacture that. And I think it's, you shouldn't go out of way to be an asshole to someone and do it, but like you need to understand that like it's not the end of the world. Even me. So like I'm saying with you, I'm actually not a part of that club. I'm part of the group that played Final Fantasy VII years after it came me out. Me too. Me too. Years knew later. about this thing, years later, but I didn't know how it happened or when it happened, and I yeah. was still shocked by it because it was so close to it. It was like three years after. Yeah. So I know it's a little bit against my argument, but I think not knowing too many specifics helps. Just knowing it isn't enough to ruin it. But at the same time, I think. I think people. My opinion is that you should back off a little bit and be like, "It's okay. Like, it's not gonna. It's not gonna ruin the game for you if you know this. I, I think you will still enjoy this game very if it's good. It won't rest upon that one scene. You not yeah. knowing about it. I am all about emotions, though. So like, I think it's unfair to say that people wouldn't have a similar emotional reaction, even though it is decades later, if they didn't know about it, the stuff. So, I still think. I, I, I'm definitely not going to go out of my way to spoil anything about Final Fantasy VII, but I also feel like because it's such an important remake that like comparing it and mentioning and referencing the original is important and is part of the conversation. Yeah. But still, I'm going to still try to be conscious of big story spoilers. For sure. Uh, I'm thinking of myself as a creator of Final Fantasy VII right now, getting in those boots. To Damiani's point about impact, mm-hmm. I think you have to... You can't count on that having the impact it did. So let's say we're making a Matrix remake. Let's say we're responsible for that. Rumors. Yeah. Uh, the end of our movie can't be like, oh, Neo becomes godlike and can pick up bullets. Yeah, Neo the one. Yes. Like, that can't be like the spoiler. That can't be it. That yeah. can't be the climax of your film, right? Yeah. You have to think of something new, something bigger. And I almost think that Final Fantasy VII creators have to be in the same boat of like thinking, okay, we need we need a way to punctuate the end of chapter one of whatever we're doing. Um, Do you think they'll I mean, change any big plot points? I don't think they'll change big plot points. I think they'll reimagine them. Yeah. I think the excitement of that moment that we're referring to, Huber is seeing how they redo it. Because mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to go down the same way. I Definitely think they not. slightly change it. Yeah. The end result will still be the same, but I think they will adjust it. And everyone will be like, oh, man, like look how – I think it will still be talked about. But that's because they're trying to do something different. They're not trying to recreate the original moment. But I also – Hubert, I want to give you credit there. Like I, I do also uh, sympathize with that perspective. I don't want to label everyone as like no one will get any emotional uh, – like. If I told someone the ending, I might have actually – or not ending. It's not the ending. If I told someone this point, 
I might have ruined it for them. They might actually have had a really powerful moment with that. But I think the point is don't go out of your way to be the a-hole. Yeah. Yes. The, yeah. Like in the yeah, title yeah, yeah. says, oh, so the scene went blah, 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 blah. It's yeah. like just know if you go into any thread or any forum, any social media any discussion. Any water cooler, any school bus. Where it says Final Fantasy VII discussion. Alley, any museum. Any Applebee's. Don't. Not Applebee's. <laughs> I draw the line there. Applebee's free reign. Sorry. Free, okay. Free reign. Oh. Applebee's safe. But if you go anything marked with Final Fantasy VII discussion, be aware that you are opening yourself up to that. You know, yeah. Yeah. basically don't make headlines. Don't make topics like where you can't avoid them or images. But once you enter an area where that discussion's happening, like all bets need to be off at this point. Like yeah. that's a little unrealistic. Sure. Uh, how funny would it be if Applebee's advertised themselves to millennials as a restaurant where you cannot have spoilers? I, I, I thought you were going to say the other way. I hope. You can come here and talk <laughs> yes. about all spoilers. That's Chili's, dude. <laughs> yeah. they bo- spoilers like, welcome at Square Chili's. Enix announces that partnership. <laughs> yes. It's like, people who play the original, go to Chili's. Uh, yeah. Real quick, I want to get through the rest of the state of play. I think that was an interesting conversation. Um, we had the announcement of Predator Hunting Grounds. What is that, Huber? That is a Friday the 13th style uh, game where someone is the Predator and then other players are soldiers. Uh, and the soldiers have to go through and take out other uh, computer-controlled enemies to get stronger while the Predator is hunting them. Oh, okay. So, yeah, thank you for explaining that. It makes yeah. you stronger. Because, yeah, I saw that they can, like, carry out missions. And, like, yeah. I, I think they have to, like, find documents and things in, in addition to killing enemies. Yeah. Uh Asymmetric gameplay. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, what like are they evolve. called? Iltronic? Ilmatic? Yeah. Ilphonic. Ilphonic. Ilphonic is the developer who made Friday the 13th. Which ha- is is so, like, right in there, man. What? It's right so good. What? Friday the 13th, like, the, the DNA, the bones. Mm. Friday the 13th has good bones. I'll play Dead by Daylight, thank you. <laughs> Isn't that what most people I mean, would say? I, I don't know. Like, uh, Dead by Daylight... Has some cool stuff, but mm-hmm. there was just something about like Crystal Lake, Friday the Thirteenth, the music playing as Jason. Just the vibe of it was so spot on and and right uh, that I'm excited. Like if they care even half as much about Predator as they do Friday the Thirteenth, like we're in good hands. Sure. And remember that Friday the Thirteenth was a Kickstarter game. There's some lost. Who's publishing this one? Sony. Sony Worldwide Studios. And 20th Century yeah, Fox yeah, yeah. is involved too. Yeah. So. This just seems like it has higher budget, more backing, mm-hmm. less behind-the-scenes drama. Because, again, the, it, Friday the 13th was kickstarted, and the, they got sued by people who owned Friday the 13th. Oh, right, and they, like, couldn't, they lost the license at lost some point? Lost license. So just, yeah, the, there were so many bugs on the game. It was, there were so many problems holding that game back from being great. Mm-hmm. But I hopefully don't see that happening with Let me Predator. ask you something really quick, though. Yeah. Uh, when you were playing the Fortnite uh, special mode with uh, like the Avengers costumes yeah. v- versus Thanos and his minions. Yeah, you told me people were dropping out because they didn't want to be Thanos and his minions. Yes. Does that kind of thing happen with this game with people who like drop out because they didn't get to be Predator? I can imagine it. Like they need to find a way to make being the military crew fun. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, even Friday the Thirteenth, there were so many times when it's like, I just want to be Jason. Yeah. I want to be Jason right now. And when you're not, like, it was still fun because running from Jason is really fun. Like, being in a cabin and seeing him walk by is terrifying and frightening. And it's like, you're in the movie, you know? So I imagine you'll still have that reaction, you know, if 
you see like Predator dude cloaking like he's out there you know he's just someone someone cloaked like in the movie and he's just standing on the woods I imagine those moments will still be awesome yeah but definitely make the Marines fun to play as well yeah and that's why I think it's cool that Marines actually have objectives and yeah. things to do while they're hanging out with each other yeah and I hope, like, the Predators, the players are smart, and they pick you off one by one. Yeah. So it's just you and one other guy left at the end. <laughs> yeah. Mudding up. I think you can put mud on, right? I no. hope so. Mud was a, a Ghost Recon thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was a Ghost Recon they thing. Should yeah. They should add it to Predator. They should add that to Predator. Uh, and they need an Arnold Schwarzenegger skin. Please let me be Dutch. Please, please, please. He's, like, that's going to up the budget by, like, 100%. Yeah. That'll double your budget. <laughs> yeah, I would love. See, this is why I want to know video game budget. It's not because I want to know. Budget at all. Yeah, I want to know so badly the cost. Give us the number. Like, give me the budget of the game yeah. and then how much it would cost. Yes. Like you, you, yeah. We called up Arnold. Yeah. He wrote a number down on a piece of paper. <laughs> <and> this <laughs> was it. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I desperately want to know that. Yeah. Those things never get out. Dude. <laughs> Y'all hear that? Hmm? It sounds like it's podcast halftime. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of May. Girls Make Games. Did you know that by third grade, girls begin to lose confidence in their math and technical abilities? And that by seventh grade, they're no longer interested in a career related to technology, like software development. That's where Girls Make Games comes in. They offer summer camps across the U.S. and the U.K. and offer up to 100% financial assistance across all locations. Girls Make Games is on a mission to empower and inspire the next generation of designers, creators, and engineers. For more info and to support this mission, visit girlsmakegames.com. Our gifted sponsor is the Able Gamers Foundation, a nonprofit charity that aims to improve the overall quality of life for those with disabilities through the power of video games, creating opportunities that enable play in order to combat social isolation, foster inclusive communities, and improve the quality of life for people with disabilities. The link to donate is in the description. El Fanis. Uniqlo, a Japanese fashion brand aiming to change the world through the power of clothing. With a focus on high-quality and innovative textiles, Uniqlo is redefining everyday clothing by increasing the functionality of your wardrobe at an affordable price. They call it Lifewear, made for all. Visit uniqlo.com slash EZA to check out their collections, including new and upcoming graphic t-shirt collaborations with Nintendo, Star Wars, Street Fighter, Monster Hunter, and many more. That's uniqlo.com slash EZA. Fangamer, makers of officially licensed merchandise for games like Dark Souls, Hollow Knight, Stardew Valley, Undertale, Katamari Damacy, and Persona 5, not to mention Easy Allies t-shirts. Their newest products include the Hollow Knight Collector's Edition for Switch, PS4, and PC, a Prince and Katamari Magnetic Plush, and a Sans hoodie from Undertale. Check out their store at Fangamer.com. Sweet Justice, a sound design company from the southern shores of the UK. They've worked on some of the biggest AAA titles, the most refreshing indie titles, and collaborated with the best development teams in the world. Hogue Law Business Law Firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Or at least, that good business lawyer's YouTube and podcast series, Virtual Legality. This week in Virtual Legality, Hogue discusses proposed loot box laws, Xbox Live's new community guidelines, the restructuring of games journalism, the Apple App Store Supreme Court holding, and of course, 
Game of Thrones. Check it out at youtube.com slash law or on your favorite podcast service. Car Keys Express. If you need a replacement car key or remote, check out carkeysexpress.com slash store. Use the coupon code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 10% off of your order. They are proud sponsors of Easy Allies. And our mega sponsor, Heroic Replicas. The fine folks at Heroic Replicas design and fabricate true-to-form, high-quality replicas and props. From legendary gear to keepsakes or all-metal creations, Heroic Replicas can make something special for you. Through the month of May, Heroic Replicas is auctioning off four unique items, one each week, with proceeds going directly to fund future months of sponsorship of Easy Allies. This week, from Stardew Valley, an old mariner has appeared, offering the Mermaid's Pendant. The Mermaid's Pendant features a brilliant blue seashell with a sterling silver chain. In Stardew Valley, you may give this to the person you want to marry. In real life, it works about the same. Bidding starts at a dollar. Three are available, with auctions ending Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, May 21st. If you missed last week's auction, the Dark Link Master Sword, you can learn more by following at Heroic Replicas on Twitter. And don't forget to retweet the new auction link if you'd like to support Heroic Replicas and Easy Allies. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, Jones. That was really nice of you. Before we move on, we should say Predators announced for 2020. Yeah. uh, Used zero gameplay in the trailer. It was all CG. And so, yeah, we we don't know much about it yet. Yeah, nothing really. Interesting, though. Interesting pick for Sony Worldwide Studios, I would say, to publish it. Yeah. Uh, and like reading into what Ilphonic was writing, it sounds like they approached Fox uh, about it, and then like they approached Sony to like publish this. So they wanted to do it. They wanted to do Predator. the passion. Yes, dude, will there be alien DLC, Damiani? <laughs> if it launches well, yeah, they're definitely talking about it. Yeah, there's somebody in the office who's brought it up, right? And I'm sure they said, Leonard, first things first, bud. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're working yeah, on making get the this Predator. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, oh. but I just think it'd be Leonard. Because <laughs> if they do, like, you know, the 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 trendy season style of uh, of game, you know, like Fortnite seasons, Apex Legends, you could have some alien event. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Yeah, Coming the yeah we talked about it when we were talking about like uh, battle royale games and like mm-hmm. franchises that would lend themselves to that. Like, just a bunch of aliens in a, in a battle royale game, so fun. Yeah. So. It's oh, the dream. Yeah. It's the dream. It is. It is. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, and the other one we had was basically it's a normal battle royale mode with humans, but then at the very end, when you're the last person to survive, the the uh, predator comes for you because it knows you're the strongest warrior. Awesome, so, oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, there yeah. you go. The predator, yes. lo- the predator lore is that they just want to fight. They yeah. just want to yeah. find the strongest warriors and beat them. Oh my gosh, you're trying to win the battle royale so you can fight the predator. It's yeah. like the best reward it's ever. It's the best reward, yeah. Yes. Uh, let me do some quick headlines. We got some quick ones. A lot of these, just like the predator thing, is like well, there's not too much to talk about because we don't know too much. Uh, firstly, that uh, DNA and the Pokemon company are working on a new game that will launch within the next 12 months. They, of course, are the team that made Pokemon Go with Niantic. Uh, so I don't. Niantic was not mentioned at all, so this could be something completely different from what a Pokemon Go would be like. But, hey, new Pokemon mobile game coming out. You're not excited. I am not excited. <laughs> Ouch. You can't get me close to excited for whatever this will be. Because <laughs> I don't think it'll be like Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go is still doing very well. Oh, yeah. Would... A 
Tamagotchi style game where you take care of a far fetched no. excite you. Here's what I like about Tamagotchi, dude. Yeah. Is the consequences. So if Tamagotchis didn't digivolve, yeah. Digimon started off as Tamagotchis, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, it, if you didn't have this mystery coming out of like, oh, the care I'm putting into this thing will result in it becoming this other creature that reflects how much uh, of a caretaker I am. Yeah. Like, that's what's really exciting about Tamagotchis. That Farfetch just staying the same. Yeah. Okay. There was a Pikachu one. Uh, it was just called Pokemon Pikachu, uh, where it just would like grow and it was lame. It would basically, it was just like get bigger and bigger, and then by the end, you just see a big Pikachu face. But it didn't, like, there weren't options. There wasn't a tree. Whether you're treating it, like, pretty good or okay, it's going to be the same Pikachu. Got it. Pretty boring. So my answer is no. Can you spoiler one question about Detect Pikachu? Because I haven't seen it. One spoiler. (laughs) Possibly. Let's hear the question, and then we'll make that determination. Does Farfetch'd reveal itself? No. Okay. No. Okay. Didn't make the cut. Damn it. I'm sad for you, Kyle. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking out for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. The sequel, up to the end. He, can, he can still show up. Uh, <laughs> he can still be here. Not a single one. Uh, oh, we have a cancellation. Project Prelude Rune. Hubert, do you have any idea what that is? No clue. I totally forgot until this day when I saw the headline. Uh, so Hideo Baba of the Tales series uh, Bandai, mm. over at Bandai Namco left uh, Bandai Namco to go to Square Enix. I think this was like a year ago, maybe a year plus, uh, to make this studio called Studio Isatolia. Um, made that studio, announced this project, Project Prelude Rune, showed some concept art, very painterly, very high fantasy. You're on top of some dragons that have like a thousand horns, you know what I mean? Just very intricate yep. style. Uh, just this week, it was announced, oh, uh, last month, Hideo Baba yeah. left Square Enix. Well- did he, I think it was an announcement he left, but he had already left. He, it was probably the announcement. Yeah, because that was the weird thing. It's like, oh, by the way, he's already left. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I like, think whoa. he announced it, Damiani, because there was something oh, about, gosh. like, I want to, like, leave this to the next generation. It was not implied that, hey, my game's getting canceled, and so is oh, my yeah, studio like, when he left. Uh, and then, to, yeah, this week, studio's gone, game's canceled. Sorry we even bothered trying that. Bummer. It's a bummer. Mm. Uh, I think Square Enix has to make hard cuts like this. You know what I mean? It, it could have been another Quiet Man, and they're just seeing it come together. Yeah. Uh, it is a bummer that Quiet Man gets made in these weird fantasy games. Don't. But uh, you can't you can't just spend your money willy-nilly is the no. truth, right? And so it probably just wasn't coming together. Quiet Man's failure probably got this game canceled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Final Fantasy VII Remake looking great, and they're like, why can't you be like this? <laughs> Why can't you just... One thing we didn't talk about when we talked about Remake and the last time we saw it, it had a different developer at that point. It was CyberConnect. Mm-hmm. And so this is the first we've seen of Square Enix's version. Eternal, of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. Um, uh, yeah, and you know what? I don't know if we'll go too far into this headline. Uh, Variety, another Variety headline, uh, got into uh, the ESA and how poorly it run it is. Uh, ESA is the company that not only makes uh, ratings for games, uh, also runs E3, <laughs> most relevant to this team here, uh, and also is a lobbyist uh, group and, you know, is in Washington, D.C., uh, hobnobbing with senators to make sure the laws are all cool, But which is part of why we have ratings. Anyway, uh, you know, it's funny because, you know, uh, E3 is definitely changing rapidly in, in some questionable ways. Variety got to the bottom of it. Pretty cool article, very extensive. Um, I'm not sure how interesting it is to people outside of people who are going to E3 as an event. Go I ahead, mean, Damiani. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how interested in the announcement of the new... Uh, they were from uh, Beth- 
Bethesda's parent company, uh, Zenimax. Zenimax, right? Former president. Or oh, something? so the CEO from Zenimax moved over to the ESA. Yeah. Yes, oh. they're the one because they re- they replaced the uh, they ousted the other one or he retired right. essentially last year. And uh, it's Pierre something. I can bring it up. If we yeah, want that. they brought in. Uh, yeah, they brought in a new uh, person to run the stuff. Um, was a corporate lawyer for Viacom, I think, when we were there at Game Trailer. <laughs> 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 I was like, wait, I might recognize this name. Why do I recognize this name? And they said Viacom. I'm like, oh, maybe they were there. Anyway, <laughs> that's not the important part I want to talk about. There's plenty that could, at some point, could be talked about that and like the the policies of the ESA and what went wrong with. Uh, their previous uh, person in charge, who does, Mike Gallagher. Yeah, there's some question, very highly questionable things about that guy. Right. Um, but I want to talk about E3 specifically and what ESA is doing about E3, really quick. Sure. I don't even want to spend too much time. Yeah, yeah talk about it broadly. Because this might, this, not, like, this let's say I'm never interest, going to E3 in my life. But right? this might interest people. That okay. So here's the thing. The problem is E3 is in this weird place right now where it's partially public, partially still a tr- industry trade show in that like you can go if you're if you're not an industry person like us or media or something if you pay enough money and it's a lot of money to go. Like it, they just sell tickets, straight up sell tickets now, um, but they cost a lot of money, more than most other conventions. But the the thing is, it's still only th- 3 days, part of a day and then two full days or it's not even two full days. It's like First day starts late. Tuesday starts late. So it's like 11 or 10 or whatever to like the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Wednesday is the only full day. And then Thursday ends a little early. So you got barely three days of this trade show, the actual show floor. And you're sending a ton of people there, public people and press people on top of each other. And like last year was like probably the worst year for me going to it couldn't go and play anything if you didn't have an appointment like even like the i don't want to it's not to demean or belittle anyone mm-hmm. but the ones in the past that you used to be able to walk up to certain booths and just walk up at any point and just play that game because unfortunately a lot of people weren't checking out had like 30 plus minute lines i'm sure they're probably that's probably happy but it's like m- miserable for everyone else trying to go there for the experience other popular shows Trade shows already have figured it out. I don't get why the ESA hasn't done this yet. But you get it after reading this article. What? And you get it after reading this article. And actually, you know, the, the, the companies that run other popular trade shows said, like, hey, we'll do E3 for you. Yeah. And ESA was like, no, thanks. We this, yeah, this is the problem, dude. Like, yeah. Tokyo Game Show and, yeah. and Gamescom, the two other, probably the two other biggest game shows in other regions of the world. Yeah. They do public days and then private days, like yeah. industry only. The industry only days come first. Or in Gamescom's uh, book, they have all the public exhibitor space, but then they have a press-only area with the same, like, they're just, like, meeting rooms, but they have the same games there. Mm-hmm. The thing is, there's a lot of, res- e- like, E3, the ES- ESA's way they run E3, basically, you've seen a lot of companies pull out. Yeah. Like, EA has pulled out. Microsoft has pulled out. They do their own events. Sony pulled out harder than and anyone. Sony yeah. has pulled out now. Yeah. And in that article, they said E3 accounts for a lot of their annual revenue. About half. And they're passing the buck on to people now by like pay more P- attendees, pay more. You're seeing that in them being stingier for like media passes and stuff like that. Even like Easy Allies, would they be stingy about Easy Allies? Maybe passes? they might. Oh, okay. They might. Right. Um, they just might be. <laughs> might hear about that sooner. Might not. Oh, okay. Wasn't sure if that was a thing. That yeah. Could potentially be a pot. Yeah. Okay. Potentially. Yes. But the thing is, they're going about it wrong. Like if they want more public to be there, just expand the conference and accommodate both. You yeah. can make that E3 a four day thing: yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. 
some game pump can make me a little bit happy, uh, but I mean that's what it takes. Is it because the if they had a press only day, they're not making any money, and it costs money to operate sure. that day? Oh, uh, Huber, guess the number. I re- I do remember the like the round number of how much money the ESA makes from E3 for the whole weekend or week. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, like. Forty-five million dollars. Extremely good guess. Thirty-eight mil. Jeez. Yeah. Yep. And so the rest is dues. Yeah. So like the video game companies like paying their dues to the ESA. Uh, that's where the, the other half their money comes from, or a general like thirty something percent yeah. of it. But yeah. So the thirty-eight million is like Square Enix paying for the time slot well. and stuff. Mm-hmm. What about all the too. food sold and, and that's third-party vendors. That's third-party vendors for the convention center. So when I read okay. out the convention center, but ESA center, has to pay. They have to fork out money to secure all that stuff. They got to sure. pay like union fees, all that. And stuff. And they have to pay the convention center. Yes, as well. they have to oh, pay yeah. all that. Yeah. And then they charge ESA membership dues and stuff, and on top of whatever it costs to rent out booth space and other oblig like other contractual obligations for that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's. You know, that's probably why Microsoft is like, we have a venue over here right next to it. Why the heck would we keep spending money to like keep raising prices? Yeah. We're just going to do it over here. Like the only the problem is ESA doesn't get everyone to participate in E3 anymore. They they do their own side events and it seems and like or just outright pulling out like Sony did this year. Um you see it getting too crowded because they throw everyone together on the same days instead of trying to space it out. Because Hubert, you're saying like, oh, it might cost more if we wanted like a press only day. Yeah. But then that opens up more tickets to those public days. Mm-hmm. So let's say like sixty thousand people go to E3. Part of that is industry and media people. But if you say like on day yeah, three, but I don't think they're selling out of people passes. Oh, I think they are. They uh. always. I think the last two years they've definitely sold out of passes. Okay. Pretty sure they have. I think you're right. I think you might be right about that. They would that. sell out faster, and they yeah. could sell more. Yeah. Also, like the, ven- the, the last part of this, this doesn't get talked about a lot, the venue. Like, LA Convention Center, they probably, it's in their best interest to move the convention to some uh, another place. They're locked in a contract for three more years, yeah. apparently. I mean, San Diego or Anaheim would be a much better venue for them. Yeah. Um, to accommodate. I mean, San Diego accommodates. Uh, accommodates wow. Comic Con got stingent was a new yes. word we yeah. had came up with yes. two other like <laughs> <laughs> they accommodate San Diego Comic Con which is way bigger than E3. Um, Anaheim Convention Center holds play, hosts PlayStation Experience. Mm-hmm. They don't even take up all that space there. There's all those me- like they have four levels of that convention center to go above the main showroom where they have giant ballrooms and stuff where you can. Oh, have- it's the same one where they have a uh, Blizzard Fest. What's yeah, that? BlizzCon. BlizzCon. Yeah. So it has a ton of space and yeah. it has that renovated like arena area now. It's pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, like I don't want to spend too much time on this, but there yeah. are a lot of problems, and like their answer to this is like, I I don't think what they're doing is right, and there are other other conventions, other companies out there doing it right. Like Comic Con happens every year and it sells out and it's like huge. I'm not talking about like there's probably other problems that we don't need to get into, but there are other shows out there that are much bigger that accommodate public and media interest. And aren't yeah. running into the issues that E3 is. Just yeah. have one press day. It would yeah. alleviate so much pressure for the entire week because that gets a lot of mm-hmm. appointments and and uh, it, n- not homework, but it gets a lot of our work done on the press day, which means we'd be a little more relaxed on the other day. We wouldn't be crowding the public, you know, trying to like get in the line and, you know, cause sometimes we don't, we can't get appointments for everything. So it's like, okay, I got to wait in line for this. Yeah. It would alleviate that. Huber, like at the top of this, it's all just insane that ESA, this yeah. lobbyist group, yeah, 
is yeah. also responsible for E3, this this event that we all love so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so because it's such a big revenue, that's why they won't want to give any of it away. That's why they don't want a team who's actually really good at producing events to take it away. They and want so, control. They want control and over money. it. And it's like, hey, man, that's not your strong suit. This clearly is not your strong suit. Yeah. You can talk to Congress people. You're good at that. Yeah. You're good at T for teens. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> stop it. Yeah. Stop doing E3. That was the point yeah. of the article, too. Yeah. They said they're basically... Give it to Keeley. They're split between two... <laughs> Give it to Keeley. I mean... Give it to Keeley. He was mentioned in the article. Even Definitely would be a good, that would be a very good choice. Yeah. Um, hell, with Com- San Diego Comic-Con losing out on all the, like, Marvel and Disney, like, Disney's pulling everything out of Comic-Con for their own stuff now, losing such a presence from, like... Hollywood's basically pulling out a lot of stuff from their... Wait, from, whoa. Comic-Con with no Marvel? No. They, they do D23 later this year. There's gonna be, like, nothing Marvel... Like, what about Comic Side? Even Comic Side? Oh, Comic Side will still be there, but I'm talking about, okay. like, the, 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 the TV... The movie stuff. Uh, yeah, TV yeah, yeah. stuff might still be there, but movie stuff yeah. is slowly, like, going away from that convention. Gotcha. Like, they're saving so for So if E3 dies, we can uh, blame these people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not our fault. It's not our fault. <laughs> it's not our fault. <laughs> Don't blame us. <laughs> But I mean, uh, I want to move on, Damiani. Sorry, just get Comic Con. Yeah, snatch up all the gaming stuff. Make make Comic Con week the new E3, baby. It could work. It's also it's like a month later. Like who cares? Be a huge right? steal for them. Yeah. Yep. Uh, two acquisitions I want to cover. Sega Europe acquired Two Point Studios. That is, they've only made Two Point Hospital so far, but that is people formerly of uh, Lionhead, uh, formerly of Bullfrog, who made the uh, Theme Hospital games. So those people founded this thing called Two Point Studios. Uh, made Two Point Hospital, great success. Sega Europe says, let's do it, baby. Gotcha. Let's do business. Gotcha. Uh, and they're going to make more Two Point games going forward. Nice. Um, Epic Games acquired Psionics, the uh, creators of uh, Rocket, Rocket League. League. Thank you. Good grief, Kyle. Rocket League. Uh, that's been acquired by Epic Games. That one's a little stickier, obviously, because Epic Games has an Epic Games store. Mm-hmm. And so we don't... It's... <laughs> You know, they had like a Q&A in the announcement. It, like, it's so funny. Like, uh, Cyan- this is on Psionics' side. They're like, yeah. hey, we're part of the Epic Games family. I know what you're thinking. Like, it's like the second sentence. Yeah. It's like, how will this change the game? And the, the, the response is, in the short term, nothing. Yeah. And it's like, wait, wait that's not reassuring. Uh, right? Yeah. Uh, so far, there's been no stated uh, uh, intent of making this an exclusive title to the Epic Games store. Uh, they've promised that if you own the Steam version, it will be supported alongside whatever they're doing in the future. Yeah. Uh, but with the way the Epic Games Store has been going, it's hard to believe that it won't become an exclusive at some point. Oh, yeah. Or there will be some advantage to the Epic Games Store. You know, like they'll get things first or something. Absolutely. It, uh, so I'm not following this 100% all this Epic Store sure. stuff. But every time I hear something, mm-hmm. it's Epic got this, Epic got that, yeah. Yeah. Epic got this. Yeah. So is Valve... They won't play. Losing it right now? They won't play. For, I mean, Epic's got a, throwing a lot of their money around to secure yeah. these exclusives. Yeah. They're offering b- a bigger take of the Yeah, the I know that for sure, which is awesome. Yeah. Put money on top of that. Yeah. They're, they're definitely offering They're, they're doing a lot to yeah. secure this stuff. Which is yeah. cool. I mean, I, I, honestly, like, best I understand the argument, Huber, from, from like, long-term PC gamers, it's not the fact that, like, oh, I gotta go to Epic now to get my games. Mm-hmm. It's everything Epic is doing is kind of in contrast to the spirit of PC gaming, which is about openness, Open, yeah. not restricting stuff behind, like, For exclusivity sure. deals, and, like, there's no lo- like there's no loyalty to Steam from a lot of, like, PC gamers. It's just convenient, mm-hmm. and they'll use it, but, like, it's not like, oh, like, Steam's the greatest thing. Like, you're not, I don't see that happening. Yeah. And Epic is 
is like starting to tread like they're they're walking into that gray area now. It's starting to cross into that territory. People are getting a little concerned. And on top of this, Cal, there was also announced the PC gaming press conference at E3 is exclusively sponsored by Epic. And now a lot of people are pissed I about that. that. Dude. That's a, they that's are <laughs> pissed <laughs> because they think it's going to be an Epic Games like store Throwing exclusive show now. Fortnite they're like, oh bucks. well, there there you go, like. Oh my god! It's and like, I'm excited uh, to announce every game you've seen tonight. Yes. Six months of exclusivity yes. on the Epic Game yes. Store. It's this so the only move now yeah. for Valve is to just make Half Life Three Steam exclusive. I, I and think then just, they'll yeah. Then I, that's, so Val, Valve's games will always be Steam yeah. exclusive. Yeah, you know what yeah. to do, Valve. You just make an exclusive game, yeah, Half Life Three, like, on Hubert Steam, and yes. There you go. And Huber, no one will have a problem. A lot of problems with what Epic's doing, except they're getting third-party games. It's not their yeah. own developed games. Yeah, they're doing this to a lot of third-party like games. Like snatching up Rocket League. Rocket League is crazy. So Rocket yeah. League is top tier. Yeah. I'm going to say so, like a top eight esport. Even. Yeah, I'd go that far. That Before. one's them buying it. Now it is under them. That's like yeah. a, that's a slightly different argument. But they're taking third-party games that otherwise have no loyalty to Epic and doing that like money hatting essentially, and that's. What's angering people? Yeah. Because that Blizzard yeah. has been doing this forever, like yeah. Battle.net and the Blizzard store, but it's their own. It's their own stuff. stuff. And no one yeah. has yeah. a problem yeah. with that. Which yeah, sucks. that's not the. Pr- yeah, that's yeah. not the problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and another thing to like, because I'm one who has to read all the comments on this podcast, I learn a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> another couple of reasons to hate the Epic Game Store is if it's not available in your country, like you just don't have access to those games. You know what I mean? Like, I can't buy that game because Epic Game Store is not set up in my country yet. And also, uh, ways to purchase things. So you can buy cards for Steam, right? And then you'll have money added to your account. So I can take cash to Walgreens, buy a Steam card. Got it. I cannot do that with Epic Game Store currently. And so, hey, maybe it's a part of their roadmap, right? Maybe it's coming down the road. (laughs) Roadmap. Uh, But, I mean, we'll, we'll, like... We don't know. Yeah. And so, like, currently, right, like, if a really cool game is, is on the Epic Game Store only, uh, and I'm somebody who's used to using buying Steam cards, I have to wait six months. Yeah. I thought the annoying. other part of that, too, Kyle, with the payment stuff is that even though the developers or publishers are getting more of a cut from Epic, mm-hmm. they're passing on the processing fees for, like, different territories or whatever. Like, something about processing fees are passed on the consumer. So you're paying yes. extra for that, or Steam... Valve covers that for you on Steam. Yeah, the comments have made yeah. that pretty clear too. Where, yeah, uh, hmm. the developers are making more money, but it seems like the costs have not been dipping too much, significantly, hmm. to reflect what we thought it w- how we thought it would. So yeah, it's uh, it's ongoing. Yes, this it is, is ongoing. On, it's an ongoing story. I might have to yeah. come up with a segment title for the Epic Game Store. <laughs> yeah, hit me with your suggestions in the comments. <laughs> I know you have some good ones. Uh, it wow. is now time for love and respect. Love and respect. We have so many this week. Uh, Let's do some. Let's do some of these. Uh, This one's funny. You know I love a follow-up. And also it's funny because I think that sometimes the Easy Allies podcast has a negative influence. Let's dig into this. Let's dig into this. Love and respect. E3 hype check update. Howdy, Kyle and panel. On Easy A podcast 159, uh, I wrote in about how my personal E3 hype levels were very low. I'm writing back to give you an update. I'd say that the E3 hype for me is rising, but slowly. I'd say that there's three things at E3 that are making me very excited, some known and some unknown. First, The Legend of Zelda. 
I think we're going to see a lot from that franchise. Link's Awakening for sure. Cadence of Hyrule will shadow drop at E3, if not before <laughs> E3. Two ports of old Zelda games, Skyward Sword and Link Between Worlds. And finally, the next new Zelda, Link's Resurgence. The second thing I'm excited <laughs> for is whatever Retro Studios is doing. My thought is that it's going to be a new Donkey Kong Country game with King K. Rule as the villain, whom was hidden from Reggie's picture. Finally, we'll, we'll most likely see Xbox and Nintendo doing some jolly dealings in a press conference. Conference. I think we will see the reveal of Banjo and Smash Ultimate, Ori coming to Switch, and a shadow drop of Cuphead, the delicious last course. That's a lot, but that's it for now. More to come later. Thanks a ton, Ryan. I think we overhyped Ryan. Yeah. Ryan? I think we yeah, overhyped yeah, wait, 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 Ryan. No, 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 no. Let's not overhype. <laughs> Ryan, you just got your times a little wrong here. <laughs> First of all, Banjo is part of season two pat characters, the ah, season two fighter okay. pass right. for Smash Brothers Ultimate. Perfect. Not this year, Perfect. next year. Mm -hmm. Also, those two Zelda ports are also going to be next year. So ah, okay. you, got, you put too many <laughs> together too soon. Yeah. You got to. You gotta spread it Get out. The wires yeah, crossed, yeah, then. yeah, yeah. You rolled two years into one right there. <laughs> too, too much. Uh, My favorite thing to do now with E3, because you know it, it feels like we've won E3. You know, Shenmue Three, Final Fantasy Seven. Like E3, if E3 were a video game, we beat it. You know, so we're just in bonus game. We're in bonus mode now. So every uh -huh. E3 I go into, I really just want one big announcement per conference that's too much to ask even it's that is too much it to is ask. it is yes. it is but it's still kind of realistic like one big thing from ubisoft one big thing from bethesda mm -hmm. one from sony one from microsoft one from Nintendo. It, it, it is a lot to ask for but i still feel like it's keeping it like keeping it in check okay you should be able to walk away from any e3 <laughs> and have a top five announcements Yes. Easily. Yes. Easily could fill out a top, top five. five. That's even better. That's an even better way to look at oh, it. Oh, that's what we do with this podcast. Yeah. We do top five headlines. Perfect. <gasps> yeah. Top five E3 oh, headlines. Yes. Because sometimes they're negative, dude. Sometimes it's actually like it's <laughs> yeah. not a good one. It's just like this is the biggest headline of the week. Yeah. yeah. Um, Epic, Epic bought Microsoft. All games are Epic Store yeah. only or something. Epic bought us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can only watch this, this podcast, podcast on, the Epic on the Epic Store. Game Store. <laughs> Thank you to our sponsors, but we have some bad news. Um, uh, hi, Alice. As a father of two, I've found that my ability to play certain T and M rated games has dwindled. I could get some hours of San Andreas in hanging with a fussy two-month-old who decided that 3 a.m. was a good time to be awake. Uh, would it be worth it for developers to put a blood or language off code, uh, like Mortal Kombat on the Genesis, only in reverse, so more mature games could be played while kids are around? Additionally, once my boys are old enough to handle the gore of God of War, I'd love to play through the originals with them, if not for those pesky sex scenes. Could there ever be a broadcast version of video games? Probably a pipe dream, and just wanted to hear your thoughts. Love and respect, Eric. And by the way, you left off Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection in your list of Capcom releases last week. I said I'm taking out some collections. I couldn't do them all, Eric. But to your question. I'll put the Jones hat on. Okay. Oh. Jones hat. Where do we go? This stuff costs money. Oh, hey. You know? Yep. And I doubt... You know, like we're learning, dude. The Epic Games Store or the, the the E3 thing. Everyone wants money. Yes. So you know this. I imagine not wanting to spend a ton of money to add that into the game if only like a very small percentage are going to do it. You know, mm -hmm. like Rage Two is a super bloody game, and that's like part of it. 
so I imagine people buying Rage 2 are, are knowing that going in. So I, I, I can only assume that a small percentage of people would play Rage 2 with, like, no blood. Yeah. And again, having to program that, having to put that in there, that costs money. So I have two thoughts on this, though. Yeah. So uh, Mortal Kombat videos on YouTube are difficult to monetize. They will get demonetized quickly. Mm-hmm. Because they're so graphic? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Like uh, a a stream okay mode and esports okay mode, yeah. you know, would be kind of cool for something like you Mortal just Kombat. remove fatality. Like yeah. I imagine some games it being a lot easier. Like Mortal Kombat, you just, just remove, take, just remove the blood and sure. and no fatalities. Yes, and that's a big that's big right there. There'd still be some X-ray moves probably, but right. just removing all the blood. Right. So we call it competition mode or something like yeah. that. Um, my other thought is, I wonder if those make the game lame. I wonder if even the option to take out violence, to take out swearing, to take out the sex scenes would negatively impact the game to its core audience. Maybe, but I, th- maybe in the moment, and we, there'd be like an adjustment. But like games have streamer modes that get rid of licensed music, and I kind of equate that a similar. It's the is same a great thing. Point, dude. Yeah, streamer mode should take out some stuff. Yeah, like like there are streamers who uh, have to flip on. Hey, this is like an adult oriented stream. I'm about to shout some swear words. Yeah, and so yeah, I wonder if swear, like even if my streamer mode options had take out swear words, that'd be kind of interesting, actually. Yeah, it might be something to consider as we move toward more streaming. Well, I might definitely and borderline games that like want just a bigger audience mm-hmm. that or have streamer mode. Yeah, you know, and take care of that stuff. There are definitely games that besides. Mortal Kombat or old Mortal Kombat that definitely have an option to turn off blood. Turn off blood for sure. I, yeah. I'm just for struggling, sure. struggling to think of one that does that. So I imagine I, I imagine taking stuff. Oh wait, what did you say? Kingdom Hearts. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah man, that couldn't Turok, get through, maybe couldn't like, get through Turok, that pirate area the without that. Blood I turned off. the blood up for Kingdom Hearts. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I had to turn it down. It's too emotional for me. Yeah, I, I turned that. the swear words up. <laughs> Someone about Goofy just dropping those oh, gosh. Yeah, D- Donald, Donald yeah. says profanity under his breath. You gotta like, you'll, it's it's blinking, you'll miss it. It's yeah. very fast. Um, <laughs> no, the I think it's easier though to your a counterpoint to your argument though, Huber. Mm-hmm. I do think I'm not gonna like be, uh, try and estimate how much effort goes into having to test all of this. Yeah, but I think I would argue that taking away stuff might should probably be easier than adding in stuff. Um, because if it's already coded in there, I imagine it's like just like a filter type thing where you just toggle it and it says turn this off. So like, yeah. so but I imagine someone has to do but like, that. Mortal, yeah, but know? yeah, like so someone Com- has to get paid. Yeah, so like yeah. Mortal Kombat would be obviously way more involved. It's like well, even if you turn blow off, you still see people getting sliced up and stuff. How, what do you do about that? Yeah. yeah. Now you can't show their insides. Well, what do you do there? You gotta have to animate something like that. But like profanity, yeah. like cover can, the X-rays with just like fog or something. Yeah, we can't the blows. Like you can't get rid of those. What are they called? Something blows. Fatal blow. Yeah, fatal blows. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think we could get rid of those. Yeah. But so something easily, like yeah. uh, like profanity, I could see like that being a filter. Like mm-hmm. uh, oh, like almost every like online game has a filter for like text and like at least text where it's like yeah. you know users type stuff. It'll censor it out for you. Yeah. So it's yeah. Like, well, so do rap albums, and it's like it's the worst to own that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you're th- like if you're a parent, you, and you just want your kids to. Ex- yeah. I guess if you're a parent, and you want your child to do it, and like having that choice is better than not having it, and, yeah. and it's not taking it away from if you want to play it. And like, is it really gonna upset you that like that option exists for people who don't want that? But you, it's like, hey, I, it's still fully uncensored. I get to play. I mean, the full complete version with all the gore, all the swearing, all mm-hmm. like everything, even the nudity and stuff. Like, I mean, for like God of War, it'd be simple as like just 
a sk- cutscene skip. Like this, it just skips that thing. So that's not takes, a cutscene, my friend. I, I know it's not a cutscene, yeah. but like, it skips past that. It just goes like, like right after. Just give me some orbs for free. Let me yeah. just jump on the bed and get some orbs. <laughs> yeah, you just do like he just yeah, jumps jump on the on bed. You can, you can skip that. In oh, the you're right. It's entirely yeah. optional. Yeah. Yeah, I thought but it was you want optional. The, oh, dude, it gives you a ton of. Red. You want those red orbs? Yeah. And you want the trophy? Yeah. Now more than ever, I want that trophy. That's a new trophy. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad there's not even a nod to that in God of War. Thank God. Not even a nod, dude. Yeah. Product of its time. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting. It's it's like, to me, I wonder if, like, I think, excuse me, collecting my thoughts, going forward, uh, as it be- esports become more integrated into the game's design, uh, as esports becomes bigger, uh, as advertisers are looking at video games, these kinds of things may have to be a consideration. They definitely do, Kyle. Yeah. Not just uh, sorry, Street Fighter has yeah. to do this when they're on when they're on ESPN. They had they couldn't they banned certain alt costumes. Right. Yeah, you couldn't use certain costumes for that. But that was oh. a manual thing they had to tell people to do. Yes. Like it wasn't I don't like think it was a filter in there. Done. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I think you might see some of that happening in the future. Like cool. more games offering that. Yeah. So yeah, I look forward to it in the future. Uh this one like First, this one touched me in a weird way. Okay. Mm. Not, it didn't touch me in a weird way. It touched me <laughs> unexpected. My mind was not there. in an unexpected way. Expected. Yeah. Better adjective. It's from Roxas. Hey, allies. Profanity. As it turns out, Roxas has a foul mouth. His cutscene wakes up, just shouts. Yes. <laughs> I had to turn that filter way up. <laughs> okay. As it turns out, I may be going on a business trip to San Jose, California, the week of E3. Ooh, cancel it. I watched all of them and enjoyed them from the comfort of my home with my dad. And this is quite the event for us. We always watch together and hog the TV for press conference day. Since we're both from Latin America, I usually do my best to translate on the fly so that he never loses context of anything. My question is the following. Would you recommend I do my business a week before and stay for E3 week in LA? Or do you think, based off your individual experiences on the show floor, that, as a non-press member, I would enjoy it far more watching everything online? Thanks for reading the question and all of your amazing content. Love and respect. I think in this specific circumstance, you should watch it from home. Yeah. Um, if you have an opportunity to come back another time where you don't have to worry about like the stress of trying to complete work early, mm. and you can make better arrangements, it might be better to go. But if you're just going there, even the people going public, you have to wait. In such, you, you, the lines are ridiculous. It's hard yes. to recommend. It's yeah. Re- yeah, unless there's like a game there, that, like like a Shenmue, Huber Shenmue 3 thing, where it's playable. like, it's going to be yeah. playable, and I know I can go play it if I go there. It's not the same as it used to be. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you will get more enjoyment relaxing at home, watching those announcements, watching all those impressions and stuff. Just a way better yeah. way to experience it if you don't have the appointments and the access. I mostly do. agree, but if you've never been, you should yeah. try to go at least once. Yeah. You know, if you're a super fan, if you're so into E3, if you're so into video games, like going to E3 at least one time in your life just to do it Here's my is problem, definitely though. a recommendation. But just know, like Damiani's saying, it's not the most pleasant of experiences. It's really cramped, really long lines. It's like Disneyland on a summer Saturday, you know, yeah. you're waiting five hours to get on one roller coaster. The one I always bring up was three hours for Super Lucky's Tale. Yeah. You know, like a no, zero yeah. hype game is three, like, what? Yeah. Um, or like going in the VR 
to, remember like PSX for the VR and stuff? That was it actually was, nice because they had the app and you could just schedule ahead of time. But then it was like sold out. Yes. All filled up. In, in, you within can't minutes. even try it. Within minutes, true. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing though. Like if you have this dad who is willing to sit down and watch E3 for you, with yes. you, in a language he doesn't even understand. Do it. That is like, that is what I would skip the work, work week for. Yep. I'd watch this stuff with my dad. For sure. I love that. That's so cool. Yep. Just the idea of like live translating to your dad is like, oh boy. Okay, let's see this thing. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, the things that are like universal, like the reveals of faces and titles, like, oh yeah. man. like uh, Showing the crowd. Like, yeah. Ah. I just, I can almost guarantee that's going to be a better time than like going to the show floor. I agree. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Hey, maybe it'll improve. But uh, for now, show floor, kind of a mess. Yep. Sean Layden had it right. Uh, okay, let me do one more little quick one because I always like supporting these. Uh, Professor Nanaki, my girlfriend and I got a PS3 at a used game store for cheap and couldn't be happier. Gran Turismo 5, Wolfenstein, Shadow of the Colossus, and my favorite, Valkyria Chronicles. Used gaming is worth it. Thanks to you all for putting me in the know despite never playing this console. Love and respect. Heck yeah. Perfect. Love but used games. Love it. There's so much fun left in all those games. Yes. And... There's no noise around them. Mm-hmm. There's no bad vibes. There's no hot takes. Yeah, the hot takes, man. You know, the you, hot takes. You can just go Whoa. in there, pick something up for three dollars. <laughs> Pre-owned, used PS3 game. I don't think those games are three dollars, but <laughs> dude, I bet you Wolfenstein on PS3 is like six bucks. All right, but that's not three bucks. All right, three. Let me think of a three-dollar <laughs> game. It's hard to think of it, but when you find it, it's like... Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you find those $3 games you never even heard of. Resistance 1. How much? It's gotta be. It's, I think that'll be more than 3 because it's a name. Yeah, it's a greatest hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like it's just like... Uh, uh, the Saboteur on PS3. He's on looking, it up, check it. looking it up. Price check on right Saboteur. Right now. Yeah. I think it's going to be like uh, uh, laser... Uh, like laser boards you know what i mean you're like laser boards what is this and I'm you just, pick it up and you're like oh yeah. this looks cool depends on what ps3 you got uh some of those i'd be really scared to buy a used model at this point so close like the og versions 499 499 it's hard to get down to you're three close. Really is. you're close <laughs> that was very close good good guess uh damian has got a fair point uh, clearly that one was working uh, I oh, think yeah. you're safer not getting the big boys. Uh, the big boys have backwards compatibility, which makes them really nice. One, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think you're you're safe to get the nasty like plastic sliding one. Yeah. Oh yeah, the newer ones. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah. So many good games on there. Yeah. Good games on 360. Good game on a PS2. Good games on original Xbox. Mm-hmm. Good, good games on a Dreamcast. Good yeah. games on a PlayStation One. So many. Yeah. There have been like. So many good remasters of those PS3 games are now on PS4, which kind of stings a little bit if you if you just have access to PS3. Because I think uh, of, Gran Turismo Five pretty special, right? Mm-hmm, and uh, specifically Uncharted and Last of Us. Oh, those like are the Last those, of Us. Those, why would you play that on a PS3? I yeah. get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. But if you uh, only have access to PS3, I mean, those yeah, games. you're not you're still those, good versions. You're not getting those games for close to three dollars though. Like even like Valkyrie Four, Valkyria Remastered. Or the new Shadow of the Colossus. You're yeah. not getting yeah. those for three bucks. Persona Five on PS3. <laughs> Persona Five. I don't know if on no, PlayStation not 3. here. Yeah, right. Not, not here. Japan only. Japan only. Dang. <gasps> Did it get a Vita version? I don't know, man. I don't know. Japan don't... only. I thought we only got the PS. This is how it always goes. I thought 
Persona. I don't know, Damiani. Look it up, Puberty. Yeah, I don't too. think so. Here's the Proven Ticket. Proven Ticket. We're using the Proven Ticket for the first time in a long time. Okay. Proven Ticket has been handed over. In the meantime, it is time for bets. Maybe it was actually Huber, because I remember people playing it on emulator. To, and they got angry at it. So you might be right this time. You know what? We're going to do one more love and respect. Uh, PS3. Yeah. we got to do this one. Yeah. Uh, there you, go. you earned it. <laughs> Huber earned the proven ticket. <laughs> uh, greetings, Kyle and fellow allies. Thank you for uh, making such excellent content each week. It really helped me over the years to have such videos as the Easy Eyes podcast and many other videos to look forward to. This week has been a bit of a tough one as I made the decision to leave my job in retail where I have worked in over thir- uh, excuse me which I have worked at for over 13 years. It wasn't an easy choice to make, but I felt I had to as I noticed for a little while now that my mind was telling me that I had to quit and not come back as I just couldn't interact socially with anyone in that environment anymore without feeling like I'm likely to faint or break down for seemingly no good reason. Hopefully things will get better in time, but I wanted to ask if any of the allies have had tough times in their lives with how they've overcome them or anything in particular which has helped to improve their situation, be it in change of lifestyle or a hobby or maybe even a favorite film, album, or video game, which has helped to either put some perspective on things or just take you away from the reality of a situation for a short while. Love and respect, Sam. Hmm. It's like, it's May, Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah. Let's dig in, baby. Let's dig in. Let's dig in. Because, um, yeah, I, I think you did the right thing, Sam, in leaving yeah. that job. If yes. it is stressing you out that much, yes. Get out. First thing I'm going to recommend to anybody is therapy, obviously. Yeah. Uh, therapy, I realize, is not cheap. If you can afford chair therapy, like, get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can't, there are some other options. Like, there are, like, student therapists who you can get for cheap. Um, funny story. Uh I don't think I've shared this one before. Okay. Uh, when I was uh, unemployed in L.A., right? Yeah. Uh, just super depressed. It's not easy to be unemployed. Uh, no. I, I went to a student therapist, right? Um, and then I got my QA gig at Activision, like, on my second meeting. And I was like, I have a job now. Bye. And he was like, wait, you are still so messed up. And I'm like, I can't come to these meetings anymore. <laughs> He's like, wait, no, Kyle, don't. And it's like it was years later until I returned to therapy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, because I was like, hey, I got a job. I don't need, like, I will never be depressed again. Um, <laughs> little did I know. Anyway, uh, that, that is an option out there. Like, obviously, therapy is great. Um, uh, but yeah, I think there's always other things, right? There's other little things like, like Sam brought up, you know, hobbies or lifestyle changes that can improve or help. I'm curious yeah. if you two have any input on that. Uh, taking walks mm-hmm. is a big one for me. Where do you take a walk? Just around, around the neighborhood, mm-hmm. just start walking. Do you, you listen know? to stuff or you just space out? No, space okay, no out. Listening. No iPod or anything. Uh-huh. I just go for walks uh, and and sometimes jogs as well, like exercise, get the, get the blood pumping, you know, because especially with this job and my, my hobbies being video games and movies, I just sit and sit yeah, forever. Dude. Yes. There are actual times when I don't leave the house. For like two full days, mm-hmm. just because I get of up. Of the nature of our job, yeah. Too. I get yes. up and I'm working on a game, and then yeah. I go to sleep. I get up, I work on the game, watch a movie, go to sleep. Like, yeah. So, like, I, I for me personally, staying active and just going outside and decompressing and just like feeling feeling Mother Nature, yeah, is nice. Like, I go to the parks, so yeah. And, and it's true. There's that like. You got to remember that like your human, your mind is just like this, this baggy wet brain, right? Like meat sack. Yes. 
it loves to walk. Yeah. Like no matter who we are in our personalities, heart. yes. Like our bodies just love that stuff yeah. and our brains do too. It's just part of our stupid biology. And like when I go out, say I'm going out on an errand. Sure. Right? It's a different mentality. Especially in L.A., it's a little intense. The roads are intense. People are on edge. Like, L.A. is very intense. And if I'm going out to get food or something, it's like a video game, right? It's like a mission. It's like, all right, I got to go get my food, get it, get back. I got to find parking. I'm in that mode, right? Yeah. But when I go out on just a leisurely walk with no objective... It is very soothing. I find I find I get in conversations with like random strangers or something, or mm-hmm. like I'll walk to the park and there'll be some dogs and I'll just stroll over and like start petting the dogs. Like I'm just they'll a little, let you pet their dogs. Yeah, I'm just nice. like more open. Like if, or if I'm walking and I order a coffee, mm-hmm. I have just a better conversation with the barista. Like yeah. it's just like it's good. It's good. Yeah, I get you, dude. Daily walks are in my regimen currently. Yeah, it's nice. That's good advice. Yeah. What you got, Damiani? Um. I, one thing I can, one thing I can share is I, instead of going on walks, mm-hmm. uh, I, I will go like on drives, like especially like Hubert nice. made a point about like being, sometimes you might be in, will be like kind of, you know, inner places or whatever, just like staying there for like two, three, whatever days, you know, and it feels like you don't get out. Mm-hmm. Like I made it a rule a long time ago. It's like, yeah, you, you, you need to leave your place once a day minimum like you need to go out yeah and like so i will like force myself it's like okay it's like lunchtime or dinner time it's like all right you're going to drive you're gonna go you're gonna go out and you're gonna drive and i like i'll make myself go to someplace not close by it's like it's not gonna zergo to raising canes yeah, well, not that far, that far. <laughs> <laughs> too but uh not gonna go like across you know like across the street or a few blocks away and then zer- like just drive right back and be right back in the room again you know at the computer and it's like that really accomplished nothing it's like oh you're gonna, gonna like nice like drive roll down the windows it's like there'll be times when like i don't even know what i want to eat i'm like i like I'll, I'll go in like a complete circle around like a, a rough area of where i live it's like a good yeah. drive and it's like yeah, like just kind of chill. Don't have to like think about anything for a while. And it's like, yeah, it's like just something different, you know, yeah. take your mind off of that. Nice. And yeah. one thing I do want to say to Sam is like uh, when we're talking about taking your mind off, like I think you are going to be miserable for a sec. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just quit your job. It is you're gonna have yeah. some unemployment period. Like it's and it's like okay to be miserable and totally. that like it makes sense. It's logical. Feel okay feeling yeah. miserable. You know, like yeah. you can get out of it and you will eventually. Uh, but yeah, just like you know, it's okay to be it's okay to be upset sometimes. Yeah. Like I was in the food service industry for over a decade. Yeah, and when that was over, it was an adjustment. It was intense. Sure. So there's definite definite transition when you do something for that long and it's gone yeah so cool yeah thanks thanks team i'm glad we got to do that one yeah. uh I, w- I would not have been able to like i would have had like a hard time sleeping tonight i was like man we should have we should have answered that one yeah. um yeah sign for bets next week's bet game of thrones is finally ending on sunday yes you mean bbt bbt is finally done <laughs> Because you're, it's kind of you're kind of right, Damiani. Like BBT is just you know I've seen the the acronym too much. It's just this poor book series has lost it, right? It's just all about got. It's just all about HBO. Um, it's out of Germ's hands. Anyway, 
But when the show's over and he starts writing again, or whenever that it comes I out, like, he shadow dropped in I, book yeah. six he when Susan final episode. He bumped. He bumped. I know. That's fun good. theory, though. Yeah, yeah, it was stupid. He's not shadow dropping those books. The backlash, yeah. I think, has only made people want the books even more now. Yeah. They're I, gonna, people think, are probably going to be just as disappointed. <laughs> like, I, uh, no way. Be optimistic, Damiani. Be optimistic. No, I'm not saying it's bad. I think, I think people just built up stuff too, way too grand in their head. Anyway, fan, theory. Fan, fan theories. Well, we'll see. Hey, Game of Thrones. And there's still an episode left. Remember Lost? Yes. I like the ending of Lost. <laughs> Don't at me. Breaking Bad. Well, what's going on? Final season, Breaking Bad. Get out of here. It's possible. Flawless. You can do it. Flawless victory. Just takes a weird machine gun. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we're betting on how many viewers the finale will have for Game of Thrones. Go ahead, Huber. Blackjack, baby, twenty-one million. That's Whoa, million. That's what he drew. Twenty-one million. <laughs> Michael Damiani. Uh, I went twenty-one point five million. Ooh. Sucks. I said twenty-one million. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> so we got him. You got me. <laughs> nice. So we get points. You get points <laughs> yes. regardless. Yes. You get a point regardless yes. of what happens. Oh, yes. Predictable. Let me lock that in. Uh, just to be clear, it had 18.4 mil uh, last Sunday, yeah. so we knew like around the ballpark or where to expect. Which was the highest ever for the show, which made me not add that much. Yeah. I, I feel I like it's going to be even more. I feel like it's going to be 25. 20. It's going to be so far Series above. Series finales normally spike. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't bet enough, but it's all right. We got him. Because you're right. <laughs> Everyone who's mad this week is still going to watch. Everyone's going to watch. Every single person who wrote a mean tweet is watching, and then their friends are watching to see if it's a train wreck or not. Yeah. I should have done like 30, dude. Yeah. It's ah. going to be so many. Ah. <laughs> People want to know what happens next. Worth mentioning, though, HBO's, you know, uh, premium cable. You have to spend extra money to get that network somehow. Yeah. Like, it's not People easy to People pass just... around their password a lot. But sure, yeah, sure. But definitely. It's not, you, you don't have easy access to Game of Thrones. HBO definitely. Now. HBO Go. Yeah, that's what I do for Barry. It's $15 a month. That's how much the, Barry costs. Then you just, Barry then you just cancel. Uh, last week's bet. I haven't seen the results yet. We're going to find this out live. Ooh. Rage 2, released today, May 14th. How many Twitch viewers will be watching that at this point right now? Okay, uh, I actually forgot to collect that from last week, so we're going to watch that live. Awesome. Damiani and Huber, you're going to watch that clip from last week where we all make our bets. I totally forgot to skim that earlier today. That's fo- <laughs> that's a, that is a foist. Um, Barry Block, Kyle. Don't get don't get close to Barry spoilers, dude. No way, never. Yikes. I'm okay. never spoiling Barry ever. Okay, just, just I would die before sure. I spoiled Barry. I get the impression Damiani <laughs> wants to spoil Barry. Yeah, what? He's no, itching. I, I, never seen it. I thought you were spoiling it for me. He's itching. He's itching to spoil Barry. No. I can tell, dude. Don't don't do that. Okay, all right. So Jones said 125k people watching. Rage 2 right now. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Jones, what? I thought Jones is the betmaster well, now. He, he is the betmaster. So master. many well, points. He must, he must have thought like Epic was going to like, you know, do an exclusive Sponsor. deal and sponsor yeah. some streamers. Yeah, and, we'll like, see. They might be, man. We Ninja's haven't seen yet. streaming Rage 2. Uh, Wait, does Epic actually have Rage 2? Remember my joke was that Epic no. buys the Rage 2. Because it's Bethesda. Yeah. I wonder if they got that exclusivity for Rage 2. Wait, isn't it? Actually, I think it is. I think it is, Because that's why I'm not playing dude. it. Because I don't want to, yeah. Can we look that up too while I'm watching yeah, this thing? Sam, I want to give you. All right, else so Blood said 23k. Okay. Brad says 150. Brad, come what on! What is happening? Brad, Brad I was gonna say like 10k. Brad. Yeah, that's our reaction last week too. 
And I said 15,402. Okay. We need so it looks do, like I have the low bet We need there. to do a new segment called the next panel reacts to the previous panel's bets. Gotta say, kind of like it. Um, <laughs> all right, so... Reach 2's on Steam. I'm okay. on, I'm on twitch.tv. I'm going to browse. Uh, okay, so Fortnite's number one. League of Legends, number two. GTA Five number three. Rage, number five, with 54K viewers. Wow, that is a, a win for Daniel Bloodworth. Bloodworth. Yes. He had the 23K, I believe we just said. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloodworth got that one. Nice, Blood. Well, let me see who's streaming. How does it actually have 50K right who's now? Who's number one? Number one, Fortnite. Oh, like, who's the one streaming it? Yeah. A shout out. Oh, Shroud, this is your fault. Shroud, how many? Like 30K? <laughs> He's got 27.3K. <laughs> is it sponsored? <laughs> oh, Shroud, why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is your fault. It begins, <laughs> the cycle begins anew. It doesn't seem like it's sponsored. It seems like he really just wanted to play it today. Uh, I mean, it paid off. Like, you know, 27K watching him is not bad. circle of streams. Oh, I'm not happy about that. Okay. Uh, so... <laughs> Let me see who wins for who's in the Bloodworth seat. Um, is it Huber in the Bloodworth seat? Bloodworth. Yes, it is. Huber is in the Bloodworth seat. Anyway, that brings our totals to Scrappy Little Pigs, 10. <laughs> Gorgeous Gorillas, 9. <laughs> and we totally got this point. Tie game, might Kyle. Well right yeah, now. might as well add it right now. <laughs> All right, I'll add your point no, now. No, wait, because uh, if it is like... Below 21, then we both get a point, right? If it's 21 or yes. below, so yes. they both get okay. a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but you like, still have a point regardless. They yeah. Can't, yeah. But you can still get a point. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and add it right now. No, no, we'll no. We'll see next week if I get a point or not. <laughs> so I like this. Kyle's going to use this to his advantage. That brings our totals to Scrappy Little Pigs, 10. <laughs> Gorgeous Gorillas, 10. <laughs> <laughs> so mad about how that worked out. Huber went 21 blackjack. Of 21 course, blackjack. Man. Always put blackjack. A decimal. Always put a decimal. Yeah. Kyle. Um, do we decimal system? Yeah. I want to tell everyone really quickly about patreon.com slash easy allies, which is the website to go to if you're curious about these easy allies you've been listening to. Uh, we do many things beside this podcast, and we are Patreon funded primarily. Uh, so if you want to see how that works, the kinds of videos we make, everything else, uh, check out patreon.com slash easy allies. One last thing to add to listeners of this podcast that might be interested to know, if you give $5 or more a month uh, to our Patreon, you get this podcast two days early. You get it on Wednesdays as opposed to Thursdays, Fridays, excuse me, and you get to submit to our goofy segments. I have really bad news. Uh-oh. Do you what? know Kasarar, that wizard that hates us? I hate that. How do you wizard. spell that? Uh, I have the spelling. Do you actually want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sick and random nasty letter. C-A-H-R-S-U-R-R-A-U-R-H-E-R. Kasarar. <laughs> that double R gets me. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's where, where you always mess it up, yeah, right? Yeah, the double R. Too many characters can't fit it in. Guess what he he is adding to his own little cauldron? Sleezer. That's right. Sleezer's awesome. No, Sleezer's not awesome. Sleezer is helping us You will rue this day. Sleezer's helping the cause. You are not going to like Sleezer. It's a little potato. We're throwing it into the cauldron. No, it's it's an awful potato. It's a little potato. Oh. I'm so, like, Sleezer, oh, do you know what the things he will do with Sleezer? Huber, you are in the Bloodworth seat. You get the right responsibility to share your Twitter handle with the world. You get to promote any Easy Allies video you would like to promote. You get to sign off with your trademark sign-off, and you get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped into your head right now. Uh, at Michael P. Huber. Mm-hmm. 
a video I want to promote is, no offense to you, fine gentlemen, but my favorite thing to do is talk about Life is Strange with Daniel Bloodworth and Elise Willems. We just filmed episode three, spoiler mode. Please check that out because uh, every single one of those episodes has just been a joy. So I go to YouTube to find that? Patreon. So if you give uh, Easy Allies just $1 a month, you get exclusive access to our spoiler modes. Sure. We do Avengers and Life is Strange, and I can't think of... We did God of War a while ago. Yeah. So the God bi- of War was not exclusive. You can actually yeah, find yeah, that yeah. one on YouTube. True, true, true. But we do, yeah, big spoiler modes, at least one a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, check out. Life is strange. And you've done one for every episode. Every episode. And we'll continue to do one for every episode. The whole way through. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, final word. Final word. I'm just really excited to see more of Predator. Sure. I really want to see it. I want to see it in action. I hope it's good because, you know, there should be more great alien and or Predator video games. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm 31 years old. I grew up with aliens and predators and video games. They're all, they're all part of that circle. The circle of my youth. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>